Hello, boys and girls, and welcome to episode 12, I believe. 12? Uh, 12. 12 of Creepy Kitch. I think, which again, oh, wait, is, shit, we might be on 11 now. No, I thought 11 was with Roy. No, you're right. Because 10 was listener's choice. You're right, I'm a retard. Never right, mind. So, episode uh, 12! Aren't you guys, guys glad you, 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 you chimed in? So, yes, episode 12, what which have? is 10 more than you thought we'd ever put out. We have a, a bit of a... A bit of a change from the norm. Uh, we were originally going to do a contrasting pair between "Let the Right One In" and "Let Me In." However, uh, I've Honestly, been having it has just gone down. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. What? No vampires? Fuck you. I've been having. Well, there's going to be one vampire. So. <clears throat> yeah, sort of. I've been having possibly well... the worst weekend in the world. So uh, we're doing an emergency switch around, and instead we'll be doing the. Uh, emergency Japanese grieving episode. As, uh, <laughs> yeah, if you... that's it. I really, yeah, this is such probably the worst time to Japanese themed episode oh. ever. Oh yeah, totally, <laughs> completely. About. We literally decided on this what two hours ago. Um, yeah, yeah. When I called you in but, tears. Yeah, yeah. So it's been a long weekend for everyone. Yes, no. it has. <laughs> yes, it has. And uh, yes. we also have. A ninja surprise guest host, which would be Dippy and I's friend, Bevan. Say hi, Bevan. Hello. Bevan is not per Yay! se a... <laughs> yeah, you suck up. <laughs> Yay! She... Shut up! <laughs> Bevan's not a, a straight-up horror fan, but she is a Japanese geek, so... <laughs> oh, thank you. I have now been labeled weeaboo by everyone listening. <laughs> Are you kidding? That makes sense. You just you just summed up like half of our listenership, dude. Actually, the thing All is, is you don't even be a boo if you're yelling, "No, the golden Masai!" We said this is Bevan. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And then you would get, only if you'd make us refer to you constantly as Bevan Chan or some shit. <laughs> oh, Bevinu, Bevinu. <laughs> oh, no, we don't know anime. Not hi, hi, anime con. Yeah, anime. you've co- you've cosplayed at anime cons, which is like a, r- a lower on the rung than we are. So yeah, so I mean, yeah, but I never referred to myself as uh, Chan Chan no, or any of that that's shit. That's true. <laughs> and you have uh, you've been in the room with the legend, the legend known as Man, man Fae. Yes, she and met Man Fae. In fact, Man Fae chased her through the con. I need to tell that story later when we get to. I should just. I don't even know how to fit that story in. <laughs> I think that's one of those stories where you, there's no segue. You just go, did I ever tell you about the time Man Fae chased me through a con? And that's everybody says, no, I think I need to hear this. That's how it usually comes up, so. Yeah. yeah. Or yeah. somebody will be like, have you seen pictures of Man Fae? And I can go, dude, my friend was chased by him once. And then I get, oh, a, totally. then I get a free drink. Because <laughs> people want to hear that story. Uh, yeah, you're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for taking one for the team there. You're welcome, bitch. <laughs> it's not my fault that you attract freaks. And you do. Oh, boy. Yeah. Oh, the internet. I do. I have a magnet. I'll be the first one to. Yeah, it's to true. Point that one out. You attract the living and I attract the dead. Which is why Bevan's here. No, I kid. Oh, I kid. thank you. Thank you. Yes. Let's just spread the abuse around. Yeah. Oh, you know. We want to make sure everybody's miserable, not one person miserable. So, uh, yes, so tonight we will be reviewing Hasu, the Japanese skull fuck from the 1970s, (laughs) 
and uh, <laughs> that really is the best. Just, I mean, the only thing I think that would make it better is if the skull that was being fucked was a Muppet skull. Dude, all I can say is that's the first movie I ever bought sight unseen. Oh yeah, and I did not regret. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I that and uh, Night of the, or the Dawn of the Dead remake. Uh huh. Yeah, and the the special features are are fucking funny on the DVD for Hasu. But oh, awesome. Uh, and then we're also going to do Juon, which of course is the Japanese pre promogenitor of uh, the Grudge. Yes, with Sado Michel Guerra, as they like to say in Robot Chicken. <laughs> <laughs> hey, she actually speaks Japanese. I didn't know that, but she does. Oh, I didn't know that. Nice. Yeah, I knew she was a black belt. But... Yeah, she actually speaks Japanese. Oh. Wow. So you know, she's a bigger fucking nerd than we are. That's what it means. That's not too bad. Let's go beat her up. <laughs> yeah. I'm fine with that. We can totally beat the shit out of her. Yeah, she's small. I have a car. <laughs> Buffy hey, my uh, ass. Yeah, you got a black belt. Well, I got a Ford. <laughs> Kathunk. It'll be beautiful, I tells you. All right, so. Oh, fuck. Oh, sorry, everybody. Apparently Dippy dropped out. Hello? Did you get dropped? Hello? Okay, hang on, boys and girls. I am going to call her back, and I'm going to pause this. Okay, we're back. Sorry about that. Skype issues. Yeah, my 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 um, router hiccuped. I think is what happened. So yeah. Okay, tell the truth. You put something in your mouth that didn't belong there. No, my husband's in the other room. No, I said that didn't belong there. Oh, never mind. <laughs> I'll draw you a picture Yeah, he's, he's playing um, Fable 3 obsessively in the other room, so. Ah, those look like fun games. They're actually quite hypnotic, especially now that we bought a new TV, which is like, oh my god, fucking huge. <laughs> and, um, uh, dude, all I've been, we, last night we sat and watched Death Race on Blu-ray, giant TV. You watched what? Oh, Death Race? Death Race, fucking oh, awesome. Nice. <laughs> I, I love it anyway because it's completely and utterly retarded. Yeah. There is, there, it's just retarded. Yeah. There is no excuse for it. That's but, a special film, but it's awesome. I should be offended completely by it, and I'm not. So. <laughs> <laughs> I just love that the main bad guy, sort of bad guy, not really bad guy, was gay. Yeah. And he was a thug. Or, or insinuated to be gay. Well, no, because they said something about that's one pissed off homo, didn't they? Oh, yeah, um, yeah, they pretty much did that, but they were implying he was gay, but he never really, they never really went out and said it, but I think it was. I think he was, too, and I think that's Badass gay man with machine guns on his his car. Oh, yeah. uh, Roy's probably dated somebody like that. Um, yeah, so Roy, email us if you (laughs) want to Yeah, we want to hear that story. We'll tell that along with Manfei. Oh, that'd be great. Maybe we'll (laughs) tell that later. I'll make one up. (laughs) So it's in your best interest to let us know, Roy. (laughs) All right, so what do you want to start with? Do we want to start with the fuck-offs, or do we want to start with the crush? We might want to um, start with fuck-off, because I I got to think of a crush last minute. Okay. I do, too, actually, (laughs) now that I think on it. All right. I had one in mind, too. Well, way to fuck up, dumbass. No, screw you. (laughs) Whatever. Only if you're getting like, never mind. Easy this week because you had a bad weekend, so. <laughs> Gee, thanks. <laughs> so all it took. Your dad died. I'll let you off this time. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Mom. I can't come. Uh. So, all right. Well, then let's start with the fuck off. Okay. Do you have one or do you need me to go first? Mm, feel free to go first because you probably have to vent more than I do. <laughs> Just a little. 
Yeah. So, my weekly fuck-off is this entire weekend. On Saturday, I found out that my 14-year-old cat, Remington, who I have had since as a kitten, not only has a cancerous block in his stomach, but is also in advanced renal failure. So, he has maybe, if, I, if we're lucky, a couple of months left. Um, and then, this morning, I get a call from my older sister and was told that my father died last night. So... A lot of this humor and bravado is, of course, a put-on. But I would just like to send out a resounding fuck you to whatever fate decided to shit all over my head this weekend. Oh, yeah, and next week is finals week. Just wanted to throw that out there, too. Oh, and daylight savings time. And daylight savings time. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Lest I forget. I didn't get my terrible news at 11. I technically got it at 12. So, uh... Yep. Fuck off! Fuck off! So, yeah, um, fate... Please um, take it. it up the ass. Suck it. Suck it yeah. long and suck it hard. And there it is. Suck at your back. Yes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and there it is. Back. Suck it long and suck and it And I want to say that, Stacey, you're awesome for actually deciding to come on and Well, you know, I thought about postponing it, yeah. but then I thought, why? I need a laugh, so. True. Why not? Well, we're glad to have you here. Thank we love you very you much. Death. I'm glad to be here. And I'm sure everyone listening agrees with me. And that's a part of the reason why Bevan is our impromptu guest host, because she was nice enough to babysit me today. So yes. It's been a fulfilling day for me, too, yes. actually. So. Hey, I taught, you, I, I taught you how to put on eye makeup. Quit your bitching. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah. That's I why feel I... prepared to be an adult now. <laughs> She's there only 32. <laughs> Better late than never, right? <laughs> You know, I might actually get a real job and have to, like, be in public sometime, so. <laughs> Instead of hiding under your bed and muttering vile threats at people. Yeah. Uh, did you want to have a weekly fuck off, Bevan? Um, yeah, you know, I think I will. I've had a tough time deciding in the past, like, ten minutes that I knew I was going to be doing this. So. And there's been a lot that's been pissing me off in the last week, so, uh, <laughs> Um, I guess right now, I guess to be timely, I'm going to go not so much with... Timely really doesn't concern us on this show. Well, just, I don't know, it's been on my mind more often than stuff that happened on, like, Monday, so, um, I don't know, just, it's not so much the earthquake, I mean, that's a really horrible thing, but that's nothing that anybody could really do anything about, but... I have to really go with the anime fans that I sort of watch on LiveJournal, just in communities and stuff, because they're more concerned about their shows being preempted than they are about the horrible destruction nice. that's happening there. Oh my god. And nice. so that's, that's my big fuck you of the yeah. week. Fuck <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Holy shit, that's <laughs> tacky. Seriously? They're oh, that yeah. upset about that? Yeah, well, not all of them, but there are a couple of people that are like, oh no, there's no One Piece this week, and it's like, fuck you, there's no Japan this week! Right. <laughs> I'm a little more worried about the people who died in, oh, I don't know, maybe that nuclear reactor melting uh, down. flaming yeah. fucking tsunami. <laughs> yeah. Jesus yeah. H. Christ, the people. Ruins oh my god, fuck you, super fans. Yeah, you want to talk about somebody being a weeaboo? I think, yeah. uh, I think you're safe, Beth. <gasps> yeah. I think you're that safe. That fucking rages me. That makes me <sighs> not want to go to Anime Expo, or, or go to Anime Expo with placards. Japan is more important than your fucking anime. Yeah, I know. I should like just make art and sell it that says that. Yeah, <laughs> just with a T-shirt, put the sign. We <laughs> should we should come up with some kind of a slogan with like like some kind of a like a it looks like a sumier brushed middle finger <laughs> <laughs> that says 
just fuck your anime and that we could do like as a fundraiser for Japan. Yeah, I think people would buy it. I think too. we should do that to be perfect. Oh my god, I should so do that if I do Anime Expo this year. I think you should, yeah. Hell, if my uh, Sailor Cthulhu sketch sold, then damn it, that would too. Yeah, I yeah. think it would. I think it would. I think, yeah, I think we're gonna have to collaborate on this uh, behind the scenes for sure. Uh- we will have to discuss this after the um, podcast. Yes, I, I concur. We but, need to find someone who knows Sumi Brush. I do. <laughs> okay, well, I will sell that and give you half the royalty. <laughs> there you go. Actually, no. Why don't we Why don't we sell it and like donate all the money? Yeah, to that's what Japan. I was thinking. That's what yeah. I was thinking. Do like a Red Cross donation or something like that. Okay, well, we'll keep you all updated on that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'm serious. We I am totally too. Yeah. I am too. We could do it Let's like do with, it. like an Okami stylization. Oh yeah, that'd be cool. But with a firmly extended middle finger, maybe with like a yin yang symbol in the middle of the hand or something. <laughs> oh my god, we gotta do that. Yes. All right. I'm all for it. So, what's your uh, weekly fuck off, my dear? Okay, uh, mine is actually much lighter than everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> we'll end on a positive I like I need note. to lighten it up a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> all right, it's another work fuck off, so you know it's gonna be a good oh, one. These are always amusing. <laughs> oh yeah. I it, it was literally Attack of the Retards today. Uh huh. I kid you not, and I think the one, there was two in particular that made me just want to go, I want to punch you in the face. I, I want to run up to you and punch you in the face. <laughs> I always think of that, whenever I have moments like that, I always think of that, there's a, there's a, there's one section in Princess Mononoke that's always stuck with me, and that was where Salon, the wolf girl, runs mm-hmm. up to this guard, jumps up, and kicks him in the fucking face, and goes right over his head. <laughs> I want to do that! Yeah. In fact, I, I think, I think, so bad. I think she does, like, a one-two kick, uh-huh. if I remember yeah, right. She, she gets she it with both like, feet. like, a launching pad, basically. Right, and then, uh, yeah, and yeah, it's I like, wanna, go ahead. I want to fucking ninja kick some people. <laughs> so what happened? I want to ninja kick some people. What, well, what happened to, to provoke okay. you, though? So pretty much, okay, there was two, um, uh-huh. and it was like, I don't know, I think I'm a very pleasant person, but there's just certain things that enrage me. And one was there was this couple that came up. They went to the they went into my place of work. I don't like saying where I work, but the they went to, I'm sure you all figured it out by now. So fuck it. But <laughs> they went into the truck stop where you sell. They went art. to the truck stop to look at the porn. Right. <laughs> I'm sorry. Art. Um, <laughs> I'm sure Hustler could be considered art in some circles. <laughs> I'm sure. Good. Look, look, think of it like this, man. Once the lady from Hustler's been airbrushed on the side of a van, it's art. Yeah, it is. So there you go. Well, that's actually where I work as a van place. At. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but, so a couple came in. Well, it was a man. It was a couple. Right. And uh, they came in and they looked around, which was cool. I don't care. You look around all you want. And he, I'm still connected, right? Yep. You're still here. Okay. I was making sure it sounded weird on my side. <laughs> Anyway, so they went they went in and looked around, and, and then they come back out, and usually people come up to the front desk, and I'm, I, and I'm used to people coming up going, saying, oh, I really enjoyed that, or, you know, it's not really my thing, that's right. part of my job, whatever. Right. Well, these people came up, and they said, and they looked, like, totally like, oh, my God, this is a crisis, and I was like, oh, can I help you? And they're like, we found a typo, and I was like, a oh, typo? and I was thinking, was there... well, this has happened before, We've had typos in, in little piece labels by any of the pieces there. And then it happens. And sometimes I, I like to find that out because I can tell the curator and say, hey, we found a typo. Can you replace that label? And they go, right. okay, and blah, blah, blah. Well, anyway, I went, oh, was that one of the um, the labels you saw? And they're like, no, it was in the art. Oh, no. And oh, really was, I, I swear to God, the warning bells, like, bing, 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 bing. 
went off because I'm like, I know what piece they're talking about. And I'm like, um, which piece? And they told me and I'm like, yeah, I- I'm pretty sure that's an intentional thing that the artists did. They're like, no, I don't think so. And I was like, oh, uh, okay. Uh, no, I'm pretty darn sure that's intentional. Did you read the piece list next to it? I- I- I'm pretty sure that's intentional. They're like, oh, well, I doubt that because... You know, everything else is spelled right, and no smart person would ever misspell anything intentionally. Oh, yeah. Thank and you I for was speaking like, for all of us, jackass. Yeah, and I just was like, okay, and they're like, you should look into that and contact the artist and let her know <laughs> that she um, mistyped that. And I was like, yeah, I'm get right on that. Oh, uh, when pretentiousness comes when back. I realized I speak a foreign language, and I speak idiot. And pretty much that whole entire conversation translated into, um, we just wanted to let you know that we're smarter than you, and we don't really care that that was misspelled intentionally because the art was making us feel stupid, so we decided to let you know there was a typo there because it made us feel superior. Oh my god, when pretentiousness strikes back. Oh, Jesus! That is <laughs> just fucking like, hilarious. Oh my god, I want to kill you. And I was so like, I, the only thing I could do was just go, well, okay, yeah, I will get right on that. I'll and contact get that right artist, on that, tell my, you know, because oh, I'm sure that's keeping her up at night. What did? Oh, and, and then the second one. Uh huh. <laughs> Two. This gets even better. <laughs> was oh yeah, this one was even better because this was actually a blatant um, act of stupidity. Okay. As opposed to oops, stupidity trying to disguise itself as intelligence. Right. Where this lady and her two children come up, and the, I should, not children, they're like probably college kid kids. They're probably maybe like 19, 20. Right. Age. And a lady who was obviously not 19 or 20. Right. Well, where I work is we let um, ages 25 and under in for free. Cool. Which is awesome. So she came I up and she asked what age. the price was, and I told her, I said, well, it's this, and you know, it's $10 for this, and if you're, your kids over here, if they're 25 and under, they get in for free. So she looks at her kids and she went, oh my god, you guys have to pay $25 each? <laughs> and I went no they get in for free because they're under the age of 25 I just need to see their ID like a driver's license or passport and the kids went okay and they took out their driver's license and then she went here here's mine and she threw out her driver's license <laughs> and I was like and well, I looked man. at it and I went uh, are you 25 and under and she looked at me blankly and she goes no why did you even ask that and I was like I don't know. Well, ma'am, you don't you don't get in for free if you're not 25 or under. <laughs> you know, and then ma'am? she looked at me blank me and, and like it, it was not does not compute. <laughs> you, know, you could hear in head the like waiting like sound right. going on. You could hear the squirrel and I was panting like, oh as my it's God. circling on the wheel. Yeah, you can hear the hamster like fall off its wheel. Right. <laughs> and then I was like, "Yeah, there's it's twenty five and under get in for free, but you know it's ten dollars for general. But are you a student or military or anything like that? Because you can get in for a discount." And she went, "Well, I'm not going in if I have to pay." <laughs> okay then. And I went, "Okay." She said, "You told me it was free." And I was like, <laughs> "What?" <laughs> You should have told her it was free for her, but 25 for each of the kids, and then he could have made, like, you know, 20 bucks. I would have come for a circle is what would have happened. Have a little kickback, pay for some gas and coffee. Like, I was just confused, and she stormed out, and her kids went in. Right. Well, good for her. And I was like, well, got rid of one idiot. Yeah, at least the kids know that they uh, (laughs) like to be exposed to culture. 
So that's pretty much my fuck off is to both pretentious people and people who don't fucking listen. <laughs> you know, they probably went in because they knew she wouldn't follow them. Oh, uh, probably. I bet you that's like, what it was. Oh, mom's stupid. It's all right. Hey, she's we'll dumb. We've, we've gotten away. <laughs> Thank God. Yeah, she had a hissy fit. That's I'm not going in. Awesome. Like I'm going to be upset. I'm all like, okay. <laughs> You've taught me a lesson, ma'am. You're far too valuable. I'll give you yeah, everything I'm all, for I'm free. I'm not going to let you in for free. Just yell at me. Yeah, no kidding. I, that's the thing I don't understand about people. Like, like they think you're going to. I don't. I don't understand why they think either that you're going to be cowed when your job is on the line yeah. or why they don't understand that we don't in fact live in a barter system. <laughs> you know, that magical. <laughs> don't ever, yeah, it's like, this is not a Moroccan marketplace. Yeah, exactly. Really. Don't you know, barter. Yeah. It's like they've, they've completely misunderstood the phrase. The customer's always right. It's not yeah. an entitlement thing where you get to make up whatever you exactly. think is fair. The sky is red. Tell me I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, the customer is not always right where no. I work yeah. because I work no. for a nonprofit. So. Yeah. Oh, that's great. No. So you can kick their ass to the curb. The customer is very sweet, but usually it's like the customer can, you know, no, guys, it. really, it's not. No, you're not always right. <laughs> the customer can suck my dick. Yeah, some days. Some days. You should do an installation about that and put it in where you work. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's my fuck off. I think that's a good one. And there it is. That's pretty amusing. All right, yeah. did you come up with a crush? Uh, I did, actually. Okay, hit me. Okay, Keith David. Uh-huh. Keith freaking David. Uh, as in Goliath? <laughs> As in Goliath, okay. as in the guy from the thing, right, and right, okay. they live right. uh, the big hunk of black sexiness. Yeah, he's a, he's yeah. fucking hot. He's I, actually Gus's dad on Psych. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought you meant like he's, Gus in yeah. town, and I was no. like, what? <laughs> no, <laughs> Gus in town is pretty white. I yeah. think we know if he had a black parent. He was in Three by Three Guys. He, he did a voice in that anime. Oh, really? Oh, cool. Yeah, I, I like, just saw him in a live action movie a couple weeks ago in a class I was in we watched Crash and I had no idea he was in it oh. until all of a sudden it's like oh my god that's I didn't Keith know David. he was in that either actually yeah, either. Hmm. Yeah. oh wow <laughs> he's, he's only in it for like five minutes but it's pretty memorable he has a um, pretty cool speech so oh, I was hoping you were going to say he didn't have any pants on no 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 uh, he, he's in a uniform too. though ooh Keith David in a uniform <laughs> <laughs> I could work with that I absolutely love Keith David I think he's awesome and he's... I actually got to meet him twice in person because of the gathering as the gathering, since I was part of the um, gathering of the gargoyles, which was a gargoyles con we did for many years, and right. he used to be a guest because he did the voice of Goliath on the gargoyle Disney's gargoyles, and he's probably the nicest, most fascinating human being you ever. Oh, could meet. I can believe it. Well, didn't you? You have that that uh, recording of Pirates of Penzance he was in. Oh no, it wasn't Pirates of Penzance. It was Jelly's Last Jam. No, Keith David was in Pirates of Penzance. He was one of the background pirates. I the, don't have that. That's not the, me. In, no, I was talking about uh, Bevan in the revival. Oh, never mind. Sorry, the... Bevan. <laughs> it's not all about <laughs> you. <laughs> he obviously. Um, no, in the the revival that Kevin Klein did back in the eighties. Really? Yeah, he was one of the background pilots. Oh, that movie. Well, it wasn't the movie. Bevan ordered it thinking it was the movie, but it was actually a recording of the stage performance right before they did the movie. Oh, cool! I didn't know he was in that. Yeah, I, I don't think he was in the movie. That. Yeah, I remember seeing him. Oh. I am I am ninety nine percent sure. Check when I go home because I I just do not remember. I am oh yeah I am positive that he was one of the pirates in the background. Well, I do have a recording of him doing Jelly's Last Jam because he was on Broadway 
with uh, on that in that play, and he he actually was up for a Tony. Oh, that's cool. For his role in that, he played kind of like quote unquote the devil, more or less. Uh-huh. And man, that boy can sing like nobody's business. Well, yeah, but, I mean, shit. Look at him as uh, Doctor. Oh, I forgot his character's name from uh, uh, the Frog Princess. Oh, oh yeah, oh, uh, Doctor Facilier. Yeah, Facilier. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, Thanks. he was he was the bad yeah, that guy. guy. In that. <laughs> And he was fucking awesome in that role. He was the, my favorite part of that movie. Yeah, I liked yeah. same here. Oh, the yeah. was fun, but he was my favorite part. Oh, yeah, yeah. totally. Totally. With his but totally he, um, I just watched The Thing uh, a couple days ago. I love that movie. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And he plays Childs in that. Damn, he was sexy in that oh, movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was. Oh, he's, my God. He's got one of those voices. He's like Lawrence Fishburne, where he's got one of those <laughs> smoky, delicious voices where you know yes. that if he talked dirty to you, you could totally climax. Oh, yeah. He wouldn't have I to touch like... you. He could just tell you all the things he was going to do to you. And you'd be like, <laughs> like and read done. a phone book. <laughs> Where's my cigarette and my drink? I got to go yeah, lay down. Read the phone book to me, baby. Yes. Just read it. Yes. <laughs> read those A's, Keith David. Oh! Exactly. Yeah, he's a hunker <laughs> Brennan Love. Well, I really liked him in They Live, which is a terrible, terrible movie. I love They Live. Oh, it's hilarious. So awesome. it's, it's, it's hilarious, but it's fucking, it's it's awful. That's the one with Rowdy Roddy. Yes. That's the one with Rowdy Roddy, yes. One of the well, best fight scenes Yes, ever. yes, they have a 10-minute long one take. Oh, I don't think they did. Well, they did it in one take. I don't know if it was the first take. Fight scene. Oh. Where they are rolling through an alley, beating the shit out of each other. Oh, my. And I've heard like interviews. Yeah, it is ten minutes long, and it's a it's a continual pan. And they, I, I've heard interviews with Rowdy Roddy Piper where he says Keith David beat the shit out of his ribs during that fight on accident <laughs> because you know Rowdy Roddy Piper he's a wrestler, but Keith David was a dancer. Oh. So <laughs> there was yeah, don't a, fuck with the musical theater. Yeah, guys. <laughs> yeah, it was it. You know, if that had been an actual fight, I don't know who I would have put my money on. Basically, ah, uh, Keith. I don't know, man. Rowdy Roddy Piper. He's a scrappy oh, no, little I, motherfucker. No, but I'm just saying, you know, Keith, awesome. Oh, yeah. I'm sure. <laughs> well, he's, he's a really good actor. Oh, boy. And, of course, he's got that delicious, delicious voice. The Candyman voice. I call, oh, I it, I call it Candyman Love Syndrome. <laughs> Candyman <Yeah>. Syndrome. <laughs> yeah, I will agree with you on that. He's pretty awesome. Yeah. So. Yes, he is. Yeah, so that's my horror crush of, of the, um, yeah. That's a good one. <laughs> so what about you, Bevan? Uh, mine is, uh, he's a Korean director, and some people have probably heard of him. Or I guarantee you the people who are listening to this know who work. he is. Uh, Jun Ho Bong, uh, <clears throat> I actually saw, he directed The Host and, uh, some other movies. Ah! I really, really loved The Host when I saw it. I thought it was just really... It was really good! Yeah, it was really good, and, um, there's actually another movie of his that I've seen, like, three times now, and I'm just in love with it, and it's called Memories of Murder. And it's not I haven't like a, seen that one. You haven't seen it? No, I've only seen The Host, but oh, okay. I loved The Host. Yeah, um, I recommend Memories of Murder really, really highly. It's um, it's not a straight-up horror movie in the same way that like, it's not like a supernatural horror. Right. It's more like a Silence of the Lambs type of thing. Psychological horror. Yeah, and it's actually based on a true story of uh, <clears throat> Korea's first recorded serial killer back in the 80s, and ah. it's really, really interesting. Yeah, and I want to see this. It's, uh, it's, like, the first, like, half of it or so is, like, this really dark comedy where you're just, like, laughing your ass off at some of this stuff, even though it's it's not focusing on the murders so much as, like, these really incompetent, like, rural cops out in the middle of nowhere where there's still, like, these... It's, it's during this really tense time in between, like, North Korea and South Korea, and it's, like, 
Yeah. And they're doing all these drills and things like that, and there's, like, you know, government suppressions of protests and things like that going on in the backdrop. Well, you know, this, these serial murders are taking place in this little tiny town, and just these cops have no idea what they're doing. And then this, uh, like, uh, city cop from Sewell comes in to help out, and he, you know, brings this different methodology with him and all that and anyway it's just really really fascinating and then the last half is just like intense it's just i mean i get sucked into it every time i watch it and it's really 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 well made and i'm just in love with it i definitely have to see this yeah it's really really good so that's mine well good that's a good (laughs) that's a good one i think mine is simon pegg Love him. good. Yeah, I, especially him. since Paul is there. They're in previews for that, and I have got to see that movie. Oh. <laughs> I laugh my ass off every time that preview comes on. And you know, it's funny because when I I've listened to the Shaun of the Dead commentary so many fucking times, I can probably recite it. <laughs> but he maintains that he's not a ginger, and yet, other than spaced, he's had red hair. Everything I've seen. I him. thought he was a ginger. I think no. he's full of shit. He claims that they dyed his hair because it had been peroxided for spaced. And then they did Shaun of the Dead, and he actually has brown hair. Then why is he a redhead in every fucking movie he does? Because he's a fucking liar. Because <laughs> he's a fucking redhead, that's why. And I have to admit, I, I likes me the ginger voice, so. <laughs> well, he's just, he's so entertaining. Well, yes. I loved him in Star Trek. Yeah, and, and I really wasn't I loved that. I him in everything. I wasn't yeah. that wild about the Star Trek remake, but I really liked him as Scotty, oh, see, I so. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it, definitely enjoyed it, but enjoyed but it too, like it. and I don't like Star Trek, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, I am, I am the rarest of, of creatures. I have probably the same knowledge level as many trekkies but i am not a trekkie because my father was a twa- was a trekkie mm-hmm. one of the first bits of quote-unquote poetry that i can remember reciting was the goddamn space the final frontier monologue <laughs> of kirks at the beginning of the original series i know so fucking much about star trek and the dynamic and so like when i was watching the reboot i'm like that's wrong that's wrong. Spock and Uhura aren't banging. Uhura and Scotty were banging later on in the series when they were older, and that's cute! Oh, see, I didn't have that problem, and I just was like, oh, this is kind of fun. I wish there were, you know, fewer lens flares going <laughs> yeah, on. Yeah, they, they like the lens flares. I, I think everyone these days likes lens yeah. flare. I think that's actually, to do a big-budget movie, that's just the, yeah. the law. Yeah. Well, it's just, well, it's so funny because, like, the, 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 the lenses that they make these days, I mean, it's impossible to get a lens oh, yeah. flare. You have to digitally add yeah. them in. I yeah. Mean, it's like people, just, people just, in, pho- you know, in Photoshop who are <laughs> shitty artists but want to cover it up, they lens flare everything. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's just like, yeah, yeah. it just, it was, it was too much. Like, a couple here and there would have been fine, right. but it's like, I... I, it was just too much. It was like, well, you, could, you could tone it down a little bit. It was a Star Trek Nine Attack of the Lens Flare. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's kind of like watching like, a really bad person at Photoshop. Yeah. yeah. You know, when Photoshop first came out. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. It's a shitty artist. <laughs> it's like, I'm a shitty artist and I have a bad, crap, terrible crap of, or grasp of anatomy, so I'm just going to put lens flares all over everything. <laughs> it's like, what's that no, chapter I... title in one of the Christopher Moore books, a turd, wrapped in, a, a turd wrapped in rhinestones is still a turd? Yeah. yeah. And I don't think I mean yeah, I, I don't think that the, the new Star Trek movie was a turd, but I I don't really see it as a turd. It was Star wrapped Trek in a lot movie. of rhinestones. Yeah, it was wrapped in a lot of rhinestones. <laughs> <laughs> see, if it had been like disco Star Trek, I probably would have liked that better. <laughs> I don't know. I enjoyed the movie. No, awesome. I, I would have enjoyed it if it hadn't been a Star Trek movie. Nah. I think it's what it was. But I have that whole childhood bizarre tie in. I am a Star Wars fan. Mm-hmm. Far and away, more than I am Star Trek, but 
Yeah, I, it's like I know just enough to be dangerous, but not enough to really care. Uh. I have to admit that both of those, I, the fans annoy me enough that I refuse to admit I'm a fan of either. Yeah, well, I, I am a Star Wars but I fan. I am more of a Star Wars fan. I am a Star Wars fan in it, that, like most of us, like you, like I'm sure you, Bevan, we watched them ad nauseum as children. Well, I didn't actually see any until I got older. Okay, you but... shut the fuck up right now with your dirty whore mouth. <laughs> I didn't have TV, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. You make all your goddamn excuses. Okay, well, those I played of us... outside as a child. Hey, okay. I played outside, too. Just when I was playing outside, I was Princess Leia. <laughs> oh, you oh, my God, girls, girls, you're both pretty. Yeah, we are. <laughs> uh, in fact, we had a picnic table across the street, and we would always reenact the scene where Luke rescued Leia. <laughs> And I would be under the picnic table and I would pretend like it open and I'd lay up on my hip and I'd go, you're kind of short for a stormtrooper, aren't you? (laughs) (laughs) And then basically we'd run across the neighborhood pretending like we were being chased by Darth Vader and I'd make them treat me like fucking royalty. It was awesome. (laughs) Don't you do that now? Yes, but I don't play my Princess Leia anymore. (laughs) Just, like, treat me like fucking royalty. (laughs) Call me queen! (laughs) Princess my ass! Empress! (laughs) But no, I am a Star Wars fan in that I watched it a lot as a kid. I still love it. I don't read any of the books. I don't give a shit about the whole prequel horror... I like it because I like it. It's all tucked into Simon Pegg somehow. Yes, it does. (laughs) And that's that Simon Pegg is a cute little weasel. (laughs) He is a cute little weasel. And I would do things to him. Things. <laughs> do you hear that, Simon Pegg? Run! Twitter, I can actually let him know this. Yeah, actually, I follow him on Twitter, too. Because I'm is... sure he, you know, pays attention to one of his fans on Twitter. Oh, I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure. And what she would like to do to his quivering, gingery body. I'm sure but... that he only has one. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure there's only one. Yeah, it was like some kind of, like, fucking nerd singularity that happened when he and Nathan Fillion started talking to each other. <laughs> And they were offering to give each other rides on their spaceships. Yeah, I am sure that Jen from Showering with Carnies came. Probably. I think I had blood shooting out of my nose because it was like too many pop culture references. Nothing can get out. My head is under too much pressure. <laughs> it's too much. Yes. yes. Now, if we had gotten Mark Hamill in there, we would have hit, you know, like the triple singularity and the world would have ended. Yeah. It would have been the Armageddon. Yeah. It wouldn't even have been Armageddon. Right it just would. It would have been like the Reverse Big Bang. It would have been like the Tiny Quiet. <laughs> there just would have been a pop, and everything would have been all done. the awesomeness would implode. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. It would collapse on a singularity of, of holy shit, basically. And there would be no more Comic Con. The end. Well, there yeah. wouldn't be any more anything. Yeah, but especially, but especially, but especially, would have been nerd Armageddon right there. <laughs> well, it's nerd Armageddon every year there. Jeez. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm going again. Yeah? Well, tell me if anybody else gets stabbed in the eye this year. What? Somebody got stabbed in the eye last year at Comic-Con. You didn't hear about that? Oh, yeah. Well, he wasn't stabbed in the eye. He was stabbed near the eye. With a pen. With a pen. On purpose? It was like some massive nerd rage going on. Yeah, yeah, it was total nerd rage. Some guy was pissed because he claimed the other guy was was up in his personal space. But you remember Comic-Con. There's no such thing as personal space. And the guy couldn't move, yeah. and so the first guy who complained stabbed him and tried to hit his eye, and he hit him, like, here or something yeah. like that. So my goal this year at Comic-Con is to um, get stabbed in the eye. I think you should probably meet that. <laughs> yeah, uh, quickly. But I can defend myself. <laughs> I'm in the SCA. I'm going to have a knife on my belt. Are, are so. you going to work the booth again? Yeah, they asked me to work the SCA booth That's again. That's pretty so. sweet, man. Hiking the girls up and selling more. <laughs> 
Bears. Awesome, awesome. If I'm in your area at the time, I'll come hike my girls up and help you. It'll be a good day. It's we'll a good day, like Tater. A, well, it's a good day, Tater. We'll be like a... <laughs> We'll be like we'll, we'll be like a, a cleavage gravity well, and then we will pull yeah. the nerds to us. They cannot escape the dizzying precipice of double D jubblies. Oh yeah, they'll be like, "Holy shit!" There's so many D's. I don't know what to I do. I can't look away. So many D's. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So actually, I um I wanted to actually do one quick review before we move on to Japanese. Hit it, movies. baby. All right. So um actually, this was supposed to be in theme with our original oh, right. theme, which was vampires. But since uh, uh we're not doing vampires anymore, I'm still going to talk about this Go movie. For it. It needs to um, and I'll probably bring it up again. Um, anyone who follows me on Twitter knows I've been obsessive compulsively twittering about this film called Midnight Sun. Um, that's Midnight Sun S O N. Not S-U-N. Right. And uh, you can find more stuff um, on the film at MidnightSunMovie.com. Well, I managed, I've been hearing a lot about it. It's a vampire flick that's a very non-traditional vampire flick. It's in the vein of movies like Let the Right One In and Daybreakers. It's very little, it's less action and more really great character development. Right. And uh, this is a film I managed to get a screening of it, which much to my surprise. I was like, oh, I get to see this movie finally? I've been hearing a lot about it. I've been very curious. Now, I'm going to say right from the beginning, I do not like vampires right. for the most part. They drive me fucking crazy. Right. They really do. <laughs> so, Because it's, it's all been done before the um, right, right. majority of the time. So this one was exciting me because it just sounded really different. Uh-huh. And I finally got to see it, and I was not disappointed. It was very good. Uh, pretty much the point of the film is... It's, it follows this story of uh, a young man named Jacob, and he works as a, a midnight security guard. He works the graveyard shift. And he's uh, 24, turning 25, and um, you realize as the movie goes on, he's supposedly one of those people who has an allergic reaction to the sun. Right, like poor people. And then as the movie kind of goes on, you start to realize why he has an allergic reaction to the sun and uh-huh. how he is slowly kind of turning into this vampire. Right. More or less. And they treat the whole um, him turning into a vampire less like, whoa, it's he's supernatural stuff. And it, and it turns into, this is really sucky, and it's kind of like a drug addiction. Oh. And it's fascinating the way they treated it, the filmmakers treated it. And um, so it's, it pretty much just follows him and his relationship with the, this girl he meets, who's a, um, a so, bartender. So just, and then just him, to interject how, real fast? What? So, just to interject real fast, so he's not yeah. a vampire vampire at the beginning, he's slowly becoming one. Yes. Okay. But you never, I mean, it doesn't really go into a lot of details. It's one of those great movies that we always, remember how we were talking about last episode about movies that make you fill in the blanks? Right. This is one of those movies that I, where it it really leaves just enough questions asked that it keeps you interested. Right. And it doesn't spoon feed you everything. It's just very interesting. And what I loved about it, it was a very moody piece. It's beautifully filmed. Um, it's definitely a character study so if you like movies like let the right one in which i compared it a lot to when i was watching it uh-huh. uh, you'll love this movie it's, it's a wonderful character piece and um, what i loved like i said the most was how they depicted vampires in this movie which was less about in terms of you know when you what it, they, they weren't the the um 30 days of night vampires they weren't the blade vampires they were just it was pretty much all of the suck none of the cool stuff right <laughs> 
I guess is the best way to right. put it. No, yeah. no, no black leather and ninja moves, basically. <laughs> no, no black leather and ninja moves, which is what I liked so much about it. It was very, it felt really real. Uh-huh. And it felt like, it, it was like, it was one of those movies where it was a drama with supernatural uh, oh, tendencies, right, I guess is the way of putting it. The acting is superb. I majority of the uh, cast and crew are newcomers. Um, there's only a baby two people. I recognized, and one was um, what was his name? Uh, um, Larry Cedar, who was in Square One TV. So I remembered him when I was a kid. Oh my God! Yeah, he's in it, and I can't remember the gentleman's name, but the other gentleman I recognized, he played uh, the janitor in this film, and he was the the old guy who liked to put the heels on in um, Dawn of the Dead remake. He was in it as well. Those are the only two faces I recognize, and both of them are fantastic in it. And the new actors, the gentleman who plays uh, Jacob, Zach um, Kilberg, Uh was probably one of the most haunting performances I've ever seen of a vampire character. He was so feeling. And he looked the way, he's a young man, he's very slender, very pale, and he looked the part. He didn't look, but it was just, he, you could see him kind of going through this development of the withdrawals and the, he's, you know, coming down from the high and all that, and it was so real uh-huh. uh, that it blew me away. And then the person who plays his um, love interest, Maya Parrish, who plays Mary, was also so charming and so real as well. I mean, they were very flawed characters. There was, you know, everyone felt so realistic and that's what made the story so fascinating and it really did kind of made you watch the movie and say yeah this could happen i yeah. mean why not turn into something that could suck blood like that it felt it was really done in a real way it was very grounded right um so if you get a chance it's actually this movie's being shown at different um film festivals around uh if you go to their website once again midnightsunmovie.com there actually is kind of they're kind of doing almost the same campaign that they did for um paranormal activity you can click and demand to see it in your area uh-huh. so i highly recommend seeing this podcasters please try to look into seeing this movie it needs a lot of good word of mouth for distribution it really is worth it especially since i know a lot of you guys out there really like uh, let the right one in. This is in the similar vein. Click to demand it and see your area. Check it out. It, it really just, it's so intelligent and it's so beautifully done. Cool. So check it out. Midnight Sun, midnightsunmovie.com. Awesome. awesome. Yeah, I will definitely. I'm done sucking it up. <laughs> I will Seriously, though, it was fantastic. And I do out. not like vampire movies. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't even believe I liked it as much as I did. I was like, oh my God, this is incredible. Yeah, all right, that's awesome. Well, I remember, so, like check I said, it out, check it out, check it out. I remember seeing previews for it like a year ago and was really intrigued mm-hmm. and wanted to see it. Well, I'm going to post the trailer on um, on our website probably when we do the preview for this episode. So if you are listening to this now and you just go to our website, the trailer for Midnight Sun will be posted there. So check it out and Sweet. then try to hunt it down somehow. Awesome. So there it is. Sweet. Midnight Sun. Movie.com. Sweet. Yeah, I will go watch it. Go demand it. Requested in our area. It's a call to arms for intelligent horror, guys. You right. guys want intelligent horror? This is intelligent yeah. horror. Go see it. Do you want something interesting like this or do you want Saw 27? Let's right. be realistic. Nah. Yes, please. Dude, seriously, better than Saw 27. Yes. <laughs> no moss. Jigsaw's dead. Let it go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that's my. Um, review of Midnight Sun. Sweet. So, 
Where take it away wherever you want to go from this point. Okay, well, what do you want to talk about first, Hasu or? Oh, excuse me. Uh, well, Bevan, you you want to talk about Juwan since you saw Juwan? Doesn't matter. Neither of we. Oh, uh, I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> Neither of Yeah, we, we haven't seen either of these movies in a long time. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay. So it's been a couple years since I saw Juwan. Same thing. In fact, we may have seen it at oh, the same, same time. Um. I remember I thinking it was interesting, and now I'm trying to separate it from the grudge in my mind. Well, the it's grudge like I know had that, higher production value. Yeah, just I know that Sarah Michelle Geller was in one of them, and she wasn't in the <laughs> other one. <laughs> Sarah Michelle Geller! <laughs> Maybe but, we should just talk about the grudge. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, I mean, it, okay. they're basically the same movie, it's just they, they added a slightly different flavor with this American yeah. fish out it's of water gr- thing. Juwan so is I... pretty much the original version of the grudge which came out in 2004, and The Grudge came out in 2002. Mm-hmm. And it's the same idea, but it's actually different storytelling, because it's told in vignettes. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, technically so was just, The Grudge. Well, there was a... Well, yeah, I mean, it was different, different as in there was an actual through line in The Grudge where you followed Sarah Michelle Gellar's right. character, and she was the main character. And I, in the Juwan... It was actually told, I mean, it, it ended up going full circle back to the first character, but in all in all, it was actually a, like a series of vignettes. Right, right. And that eventually I think, uh, went to the beginning. Yeah. I think you got your dates confused. You just said The Grudge came out before Juwan. I did? Okay, yeah. never mind. The Grudge came out in 2004. Juwan came out in 2002. There we go. Okay. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> I was just... Or- uh, the filmmaker traveled through time. <laughs> I was just envisioning the emails we were going to get. Yeah, I saw, I, I remember Juwan fairly well. As I recall, wasn't it uh, Reiko or something like that? Rika. Was it Rika? Rika. Rika. I have the IMDb page. Okay, right. She was the main me. character. And she was like a social worker or something, wasn't she? Yes, she was. Um, I'll read the, the, the synopsis real okay. quick just to refresh my memory. It's on IMDb, it says, in Japan, when the volunteer social assistant Rika Nishina is assisted to visit a family, she is cursed and chased by two vengeful friend, fiends. Sorry, not friends. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> <not> very good <laughs> friends. Joke <laughs> tonight. Uh, Kayako, a woman brutally murdered by her husband and her son Toshio, each person that lives or visits the haunted house is murdered or disappears. Right. That's pretty much it. Right. Well, I, okay. Now that that brings up a question. I now I don't think the dad was a presence in Juwan, was he? Like he, he was. The dad was a ghost. He was. Well, yeah, was he was same. at the very end. <gasps> You're right because it was the same yeah. guy who played both right. of them. It was the same right, guy in the right. grudge. Right, because it was the same actors in Juwan and The Grudge who played the ghost family. Correct. Yeah, all three of them. I think even they had the same kid play Toshio. It was, yeah. Except he was much smaller in Juwan than yeah, he was But in they the actually, Grudge. yeah, they, he, was, he was older in The Grudge than right. he was in Juwan. Well, again, that whole time travel thing can be kind of tricky. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> he can see through time! <laughs> Grow faster! Magic! <laughs> Screw 3D, let's have 4D. <laughs> Are the opposite, right? Just by a little bit, right. I like Juwan a 
little better. Right. The only reason um, I think that I liked the grudge more, I think, is just because the production value was better and it was a smoother look. Like you could tell. Yeah, the production which was much better. <laughs> right. And you could tell in Juwan, like Keiko was wearing a really shitty wig. And you can tell that they were all made up with makeup. Right. Yeah. But that being said, um, there is one scene in Juwan that did, they didn't do in The Grudge, and it scares the piss out of me every time I see it. I think I know which movie. The, the, I mean, the which table. scene? The table? Yes. Yeah, when Reiko is, she's, she, after supposedly it's all over and she's out to lunch with a friend, and they're sitting at a table, and she keeps oh, feeling something nice. on her ankle, and she looks under, and Toshio is crouched under there, drumming his fingers on his knees, staring at her, and oh my god, I think I peed my pants. Yeah, that, that. that made me want to wet him really yeah. bad. Oh yeah. I wet him. I, I actually, I think the reason I liked Juwan a little better than The Grudge was it was a little more subtle, uh-huh. and that creeped me out more than the bigger production values. Right. In the, because they were... They were catering a little more to an American audience in the, the the Grudge, and it and don't get me wrong, the Grudge fucking scared me. I couldn't sleep after I watched it, right. <laughs> but I couldn't. I was up all night. In fact, I think I like, called you the next day, going, "Did you sleep after you saw the movie?" No, no, I didn't. Um, but it was uh, it was a little more subtle, a little more creepy, and it got under my skin a little more because the grudge I like had one sleepless night. I was like, oh, ugh, okay, I love that movie. And then the grudge, Juwan, stuck with me a little more. It got under my skin because it was so very subtle. It was always just like there's a shadow in the corner, there's a reflection of something in the mirror, but it was never prominent. And that and you it made you kind of paranoid while you watched right, it. Right. See, I yeah, I don't know why. Maybe it was just you know because I I saw the grudge in the theater. And kind of got the shit scared out of me before the movie started. And then um, yeah. I saw Juwan on DVD in my living room in the middle of a sunny afternoon. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm sure had I That's seen... That's gonna do it. Right. Yeah. Had yeah. I seen Juwan in a much different locale, I think it would have had a stronger impact than it did. Do you remember mm-hmm. that when we went and saw The Grudge and there was that weird guy in the theater? Oh, I forgot about the weird guy. <laughs> I thought he was gonna shoot up. There was a we weird guy? I gotta hear this story. <laughs> yeah, we went, I think, it, did we go opening night? If it wasn't open uh, it, night, it was real close it was real, to it. There were a lot of people. It was the a theater. packed theater, yeah. and I remember I being pissed because some, night. some family co- goes walking in with their like six year old in town. I oh, I know. What, what is up with that? I have seen so many people in the theater. It like R rated movies are completely know. inappropriate movies with their small children. I don't know. And it's but like, I guarantee you what? that kid still isn't sleeping. What about <sighs> this movie made you go? Oh, I know. I'll bring little it's Jimmy. The same thing when I saw I'm Legend. Same deal. Well, so we we were in there. We got there early because we knew seating was going to be bitch. It was me and Bevan and our friend Aaron, mm-hmm. and we're sitting there. And of course, the crowd. We had a great crowd because they were just oh, yeah. like, "Oh, I can't wait to see this! I can't wait!" I think it was, it was opening weekend. I think it was, yeah. And then this but... guy came in, and and something had happened just the week before. Like somebody had opened fire at a high school football game, or there was something in the news. I remember that, mm-hmm. and uh, it had killed a bunch of innocent people, and. And I'm sitting there, and there's this guy who was sitting at the end of my row. He was older. Like, I'd say probably, like, in his Mm mid-50s. He was there by himself. Nobody was with him. And he was visibly twitchy. I mean, nervous, sweaty. Like, he kept mopping his brow. And then he'd get up, and he'd run out of the theater. And then he'd come back in, and he'd do it over and over again. And I'm thinking, oh, my God. I could just see this twitchy motherfucker pulling a gun or planting a bomb or something like that. might just be vomiting. (laughs) And so, well, finally, I got up and told one of the ushers, I'm like, I'm sure I'm just being paranoid, but, you know, I don't want to, 
you know, wish I had said something, provided I survived. And so I just said, you know, this guy is making me really nervous. And the, the female usher, she's like, oh, that guy? And she points out, she goes, oh, he's here every week. He's just weird. <laughs> so oh, oh, okay, okay well, I feel that. a lot better. But on I didn't maybe feel better because today might be the day he snaps. <laughs> right? But apparently he did that even in Muppet movies. So, so you know, I was... I, oh, that I, makes me feel much better. I had a nice, hard adrenaline jag going on by the time the movie thought, started. Did, didn't he leave anyway, like, yeah. right before the movie started? Yeah. So. yeah, and if he came back, he sat in a different row or something because I didn't see him again Yeah, no, that, I didn't but... either. I think he just left. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, he was just being really fucking weird. And he wouldn't just, like, get up like, oh, I should go get some popcorn before the movie gets up. It's like he would get up and race out of the fucking theater. And it's like, what are you doing? Oh my god, I gotta get into the room now! Practicing, <laughs> practicing your getaway? What the fuck, dude? And Maybe so, he was, you know, um, part cat. I think he was just <laughs> strange, is the moral of the story. And so then the movie starts, and, you know, five minutes later, uh, Bill Pullman jumps off, throws himself off a fucking balcony in Japan, and it all went downhill from there. Yeah, see, I didn't remember any of the, the previous stuff, but I remembered the, the ride home because Aaron still had his truck then, and it was like this two-seater truck with this third seat right, in the, the back. the sideways seat Yeah, the, the sideways seat, and of course, I was sitting in the sideways seat, so I was like vaguely queasy, and we were it was like a half-hour drive home on the freeway after dark, and we just watched this really creepy ghost yeah. movie, and it's like I had some wind noise right behind yeah. me, and I was just like, I'm not looking out the back window. No. <laughs> the grudge um i was gonna make a blackberry pie because my sister had given me a super easy recipe and i had been gearing up to it and i think bevan was working because she was my roommate at the time and you weren't there i'm pretty sure but i because i was home by myself because i think if you'd been there i would have been able to do it but Mm. i had ended up talking on the phone to my friend melinda all day and darkness had fallen and i realized i couldn't go in the kitchen in the dark and make the pie (laughs) Because I was convinced I would look out the tiny little window in the, the, the kitchen and I'd see Keiko like gibbering in my backyard and I'd piss like, my pants. You know, like point slot eyes that go like a right. machine. I'd piss my pants and, and then I'd come I'd home die. and find you like the victims in the rain. Yeah, with my face all distorted hiding in the closet. <laughs> Fresh urine in my pants. See, I didn't, I went with uh, Max. Uh, it was one of our first dates, funny enough. Because we got to see the grudge. Yeah, that worked out good. It was actually good. <laughs> well, you're the one who married him. Yeah, it was one of those things where I was like, I'm scared, sleep over, you know, and you fuck, ha sleep over. And I'm all like, no, seriously, dude, sleep over and bring your gun. <laughs> you're not getting any, I'm just scared. You're not getting any, I'm just scared, and I'm going to throw you at the grudge before. <laughs> And I'm running. I need somebody um, to trip if we're attacked. The only thing I really remember is I really enjoyed the movie. It scared the shit out of me. Um, I left finger marks in my husband's, uh, my future husband's upper thigh from crabbing it. (laughs) And then I remember um, having nightmares that night. It was one of the first times I watched a movie and I had nightmares. But funny enough, the nightmares had nothing to do with the movie. Really? All my nightmares were about being in a hotel and the furniture was trying to kill me. Alrighty then. I kid you not. It was the weirdest <laughs> fucking dream ever. Where it was like no ghost girl with long hair, no little small Asian kid. Right. No, it Yelling was. That kind of wants to eat me. So you think I would have watched Hasu first? I was gonna say that sounds like Hasu. <laughs> I know. In terms I, of I mean, it was a prediction you. of some sort. I don't know. <laughs> 
So speaking but, of which, yeah. tell, tell me about this Hasu thing, because I haven't seen it, and I'm oh, really we'll, curious. We will definitely go into that when okay. we get to that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let us wrap up Juwan, and then we'll move on to Hasu. Oh, and the yeah. thing with Hasu is it defies description, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> yeah. um, but, but anyway. But yeah, um, with Juwan, I remember there were some aspects of Juwan I really liked, like Toshio under the table. That scared the ever-loving shit out of me. And was but that the one? I actually really liked about Juwan. Huh. What, which one? Well, was was Juwan? Was it the first one? Because there's like 17 sequels to Juwan. Was yeah, I only that, saw one? Two. Well, was that the one where the daughter, her dad, is taken? Yes, and then she uh, gets the, taken too. Yes, that is Juwan, the first one in the American sequel. Was, they was, put that the second story one, right. in. Yeah, right. which was uh, the American sequel to The Grudge fucking sucked. Yeah, that's but, what I heard. I didn't bother. Um, in the original Juwan, there was this, and I actually really liked that. Was there was a whole thing where about the um, this gentleman, and there, he wasn't in the original story. I mean, in the um, American, American remake, pop, wasn't he? where he was taken by Kayako in the house, but he gets away at first, and then it's haunting him the whole time because no matter what, she's going to come after you. Right, right. And she eventually gets him, and the daughter, his daughter. Um, who is, uh, I think it was Toyama was the name of the I daughter. I, I've got the wiki open right now. To refresh my <laughs> That's not sad. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so he, oh no, uh, to- Toyama is the father. Izumi is the girl, is the daughter. Okay. So Izumi is a high school, is a young girl. And he actually, she actually ends up seeing, um, her father get, um, pretty much killed or it really sees him go crazy. Right. More or less. When she was little, so, right? When she was she little. ends up... What was that? She was little when it happened to him, right? Yeah, she witnesses it. And, of course, since she witnessed and saw the ghost, that means it's going to come after her, too. Right. So um, she was... And then, like, the schoolgirls, too, that... Oh, that's what it was. It wasn't she witnesses it. The, daughter, the father disappears when she's young and goes crazy. And so um, what happened was is her and all her school girlfriends go to that house as, on a right, date. that's right. And then all and of them And she was in the house, the girls disappear, she escapes, and then she goes batshit crazy. Right. Pretty and much. I remember there was the and, she was wearing the hoodie. Yeah, she was wearing the hoodie and turned all goth and was cutting herself, I'm sure. Uh, but <laughs> Crying on my face. Yeah, just like, hey, uh, listening to Nightwish. You know, that, that's... <laughs> What I loved about it was how you see her kind of freaking out and she's like taping newspapers up against her window because she doesn't want to look out the window um, during all of that. And then eventually her school girlfriends come back for her. Right. I remember that. In the most horrible way possible. And uh, what I loved so much is that you look at the the way that scene was done, I thought was so cool because she's looking up at her window and there's little rips in the newspaper and you just see eyes looking at her. Right. There's an eye right there. There's an eye right there. And she's like fucking freaking out. (laughs) And it was really a a well done scene. It scared the shit out of me. Yeah, I remember that too. And, and I, I love that. I just remember feeling so bad for her mother because her mother loses her husband and then her daughter, and she has no idea what the fuck happened. She has no idea what's going on because she wasn't a part of it. <laughs> and um, I and it was I, and honestly, Juwan had a little more of a tragic feel to it than I think the Grudge. But yeah. that's just me. Yeah, in Juwan, the ghosts seem like they're more actively trying to get people to go into the house, whereas in the Grudge, the house is almost like static until somebody goes into it. Yeah, I think what a lot of it was is. Um, what, I remember reading up about Juan when it came out, and pretty much what they were trying to establish is a lot of the Japanese 
films, uh, horror films that came out, like The Ring and Dark Water and all those, were establishing, you know, the long-haired, vengeful ghost, right. and there was rules that applied to right. your demise. And Juwan broke And with Juwan, never had the rules that applied. And there were kind of rules that applied to Juwan. The American remake was, you have to go in the house. Right. But in... Juwan or the Grudge remake, their dead fucking ghost is gonna come get you. Fuck you. Right. <laughs> right. She was much more like, like in the Grudge, Keiko was obviously vengeful, but she was nastier in Juwan, I think. Oh yeah, she like, was a meaner. lot less sympathetic. Yeah, she was a lot meaner. Like in, in the Grudge, it's like you, you know, you feel bad for anybody who gets under crosshairs, but at the same time, she's still a tragic figure, and yeah, yeah. she's she seemed like before she died in. Juwan, she was much more of a likable character because she's kind of creepy in The Grudge. Whereas in Juwan, yeah. it seemed like her husband just lost his shit, basically, and killed them. Her husband was a jackass, right? So. And uh, and then, um, but once she turned into the ghost, it was like she was out to fuck over anybody who remotely. It was like she was going through the phone book. Yeah, pretty much. I actually had a question for Bevan, since you know more about, you know, Japanese film and all that. Do you know much about the whole long-haired, vengeful ghost motif that um, comes up a lot um, in Japanese horror films, or, and where it came from, or? Well, I think it's something that comes out of Japanese ghost stories, which, I mean, that's a huge, huge thing in the culture. I don't know how far back it goes, but ghost stories well, and Well, it goes back like at least 200, because I have a Japanese ghost story from 17-something where... It's a murdered wife, and she's very much the long-haired, vengeful ghost. Yeah, yeah, I think it's this really iconic, kind of classic... Mm-hmm. It's, it's like, you know, fairy tale stuff from Europe is for us. It's like you just, you know, it's this classic thing that's just been passed through the culture right. that everybody kind of gets. Race and, memory. Yeah, so, yeah. um... Yeah, I mean, it's... it. I mean, I have a copy of a movie called Quidon, which I think is fantastic. It's kind of long, but it's basically a collection of four different classic... Japanese ghost stories that someone filmed in this really kind of funky... Is that the one with the monk who got his ears cut yeah, off? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I've seen it, but I know of it. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, there's, uh, like, the first one is, it has to do with this ghost of a woman who has this really long hair that actually winds up killing... Like, the hair actually kills this guy who, who, like, her husband who left her and then came back and... Anyway, it was, but yeah, it's definitely the same motif there, and I'm sure that it, I mean... I wonder if there's, like, a gender divide that's prompting it or something. I don't know, it's, I, one of my film profs, um, thinks that it's kind of this, like, um, it's kind of like a revenge thing, where it's, like, the wronged woman getting revenge on, you know, either the person who wronged her, or just kind of society in general. Right. But it's this really long-standing motif, um... (laughs) <laughs> to use, you know, really snooty words. But, You're um, fine. <laughs> it's okay. I, I eat there. It sounds better coming out of your mouth than my mouth because the word fuck comes right after it. So. <laughs> Me too. I like to think I'm a mix of both of you. I'm aerodynamic. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's actually quite fascinating when you think about it that way because you said it was you know, on the long, the vengeful female motif and it does make me wonder about, you know, that in reflection of feminism in Japan Yeah. Um, at the time. Compared to here, and how much different meaning it has in Japan compared to in the U.S. Right. In yeah. the U.S., it's just, yeah, that's a spooky kid. Whereas <laughs> in Japan, this means something. It would be like, I don't know, like, what's a good com- com- comparative, a popular, like a jack-o'-lantern over here means more than just a carved pumpkin. 
Mm. You know, it represents Halloween, it represents October, it mm-hmm. represents the harvest, and, you know, going back to our peasant ancestors. Whereas in Japan, Halloween is, rel- and, and, you know, in other areas in the world, is a mm-hmm. relatively new concept. So to them, it's a hollowed-out gourd. It's not ah. symbolic the same way it is to us. I have a feeling the long-haired, vengeful ghost means more than just a freaky little girl with hair on her face. Well, yeah. More it's, than one. Yeah, it's, it's this, like, cultural, like, this ingrained response. Right. You know, the, I mean, they get it, you know, growing up. They get this exactly. thing that it becomes this visceral response. Right, this exactly. Thing it's like, yeah. like, like yeah. a jack-o'-lantern is to us. Yeah, yeah. Or Santa yeah. Claus, yeah. to use a more positive, you know. Yeah, we have a different emotional connection to right. specific right. things and all that. There's, like, a mm-hmm. child, there, there's a tie to childhood, I think, yeah. is, is what it is. yeah. It's the boogeyman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's this there. weird, like, nostalgic right. thing. And, right. Yeah. Anyway. I'm yeah. sure that everybody gets it. <laughs> That's okay. We, so if you're from Japan and you hear this, please <laughs> write in and tell us we're idiots. And we'll yeah, just be like, shut up. <laughs> Seriously. Shut up in Japanese. What is I? Oh, and they're going to say, and stop. That's not how it's pronounced. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> I will say one <laughs> more thing well, that guy. I uh, um, just I, I remember, like I said, we didn't watch these movies recently. No. We're going strictly by memory right now. <laughs> but the, I remember a lot of like little moments of this movie that stick with me. And one of them was another one that wasn't in the American film. It was the same. Uh, it was the same character, the same situation that was depicted both in the American version and in the Japanese version. And uh, that was the sister character that gets chased in the fire escape, and then she gets, you know, kind of, mm. y- you look under the bed, and right, yeah, right yeah, there, yeah. which well, is fucking scary. Well, but, no, no, that was in the American. She was just a different... Yeah, it was in both. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I thought you were saying it wasn't in the American. Oh, no, it was. It was in both, but there was a scene in that section of the Japanese version that wasn't in the American version, and it was this, when she gets chased out of the fire escape, and she freaks out, and she runs away, and she goes home, and she goes, and she's getting freaked out, and the phone, that noise is coming over the phone, right? and she kind of pretty much runs and ducks under her bed, and then she turns the TV on in the Japanese version, uh-huh. and it's some sort of newscast, but there's like an interference on the um, the TV. So the noise starts skipping and then the image gets a little distorted and then it, but it's going on and then as you're watching it it gets a little more distorted and a little more distorted and the sound keeps skipping and the sound keeps skipping until finally the image on the TV is so distorted it just freezes in this horribly grotesque face and the noise that it skips on is the noise that uh, right. you know Kayako noise she made which right. we found out later the reason she made that noise is because her throat was cut and that's yeah. the only noise she could make as she screamed for help um, and it's just life. and it just freezes on that television set in that section where it's this distorted horrible looking distorted face of this newscaster and that noise and it's just constant that scared the shit out yeah. of me well, there was something they- that's one thing what? I have to say for Japanese movies is uh, use of ambient noise tends to be profoundly oh, That's why, though, that movie scared the hell out of me. It had nothing to do with the visuals as much as the sound. Right. Mm-hmm. The ring, and uh, the... Ringu did the same thing, because I actually yep. preferred the ring to Ringo, but I did rewatch it fairly recently with you for that project you were doing. Oh, right. I and uh, and I actually liked Ringu a lot better the second time, but mm-hmm. there was a lot of ambient upsetting noise in the soundtrack yes. to Ringu that was not used in the ring. 
Yeah, um, or the it, I think Hill. that's the reason why the Silent Hill Juwan are another one with really creepy. Yeah, Andy Silent Jones. Hill as well. Um, but Juwan and The Grudge both had amazing sound design, and I will I always say this, but sound always scares me more than visuals. Right. Um, and I, it's always been I've, I've been like that with since I was a kid. When I get scared, I plug my ears. I don't cover my eyes. Right. And uh, that when um when I was watching The Grudge, I had my fingers in my ears to almost a fucking movie. <laughs> and then Juwan, the same thing to me. And that noise, that Kayako noise, right. still makes me gives me the willies whenever I think of it. Right. And of course, you know when I'm, I'm beginning to date my husband, what does he do? He calls me on his fucking cell phone and makes that noise while I'm at work. <laughs> Swear well, to God, I almost broke up with him. Here's, a, here's my hilarious grudge-related story. So I see the grudge. A couple days later, I went to Walla Walla with my sister-in-law and my, at the time, 10-month-old nephew, Lucas. He's almost seven now. And uh, uh, Samita used to do, uh, she did a lot of stuff with Wick and things like that. So she would go down there for to give like presentations and things like that. And Lucas uh-huh. was still nursing. So he would go, and because I was taking care of him, I went. So we would go down to Walla Walla and we would stay at my sister's house. And my niece, Jessie, at the time was about 16 or 17. She was still in high school, obviously. She was dating this guy, Nick. And I said, you know, they get there, and Jessie goes, have you seen The Grudge yet? I said, oh, my God, yes, I saw it. It scared the shit out of me. She goes, I want to see it so bad. And so Jessie goes and does this absolutely hilarious bit of shaking down her stepfather that is <laughs> truly beautiful to witness, in which she would ask Micah for money. And he would say, go ask your money or your mother. And she would come ask Margie and Margie would say, no, I'm not giving you any money. So Jesse would go back downstairs and ask Micah for money. And he would say, go ask your mom. And she would come back upstairs, not ask Margie, go back downstairs and ask Micah. And finally, Micah gave everybody $20. <laughs> <And> so, <laughs> you gotta work for it. Yes. And so anyway, so she goes and, you know, I'm sitting there, I'm visiting and, and Kari, my friend Kari lives in the area and she had come over and was visiting too. And, and, uh, Lucas was sitting on Margie's lap and he was just wearing a onesie because he had managed to do this bizarre thing that babies do sometimes where they poop more than they actually weigh. And, <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. And it shot out of every lining of the, like, it came up his back, it came out his legs. It was total diaper failure. And, and he ended up with, trying to get his onesie off. He ended up with poop in his hair. I mean, it was, he thought oh it was a grand old time because then he got a bath out of it and had fun and and Kari was gagging, and it was hilarious because Kari Meanwhile, was... everyone had to touch poop. So. <laughs> no, no. Only Spade had to touch poop. But Kari was gagging because she's a clean freak. Oh, God. That kind of... Ugh, and dude. she was... This is when she and Eric were talking about having Indy. Oh. And so I was laughing at her, telling her she better get used to that idea. Anyway, so... <laughs> so, you know, he's all freshly cleaned, and he's in his onesie, and he's sitting on Margie's lap, and he's playing with his feet and clapping his hands and having a, just being a cute little baby, you know. <laughs> and Jesse and Nick and their friend come in, and Jesse, you know, they're all like they've got that horrible adrenaline high <laughs> you get after seeing movies like that, you know, where you could, you know, your teeth are chattering so hard you could probably chew through steel. <laughs> and so she comes in and she's like, "Oh my god!" I'm like, "I told you, right? Was that like the scariest thing you've ever seen?" And she's like, "I don't know how I'm gonna sleep tonight." And so, you know, so we're talking about it. We're like, oh, my God, or what about that one part? Or, or when they did this? And, oh, God, the noise they made. And, and just as I said that, Lucas goes, ha, ah, 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 ah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> And we're looking right at him, and he's grinning at us and doing it. And Jessie, I thought I was going to die right there. <laughs> She's like, ah, make it stop, make it stop. I just shit my pants. <laughs> <laughs> the infant made me shit my pants. Yes, pretty much. <laughs> 
pretty much it was a night full of poop for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, looking at him, you're looking at him, it's this cute defenseless baby, and he's making this noise, and it is like the most grotesque thing you've ever heard. That would have scared the shit out of me. I'd be like, my child is evil. Oh, yeah. Well, so, you, know, we, you know, they thought it was funny, because we were the ones who were dumb enough to scare ourselves going to see the movie, but... <laughs> yeah. I would have been like, my child's evil. I have to take him to a uh, to a priest. <laughs> <laughs> no, that side of the family is pretty firmly Protestant, but <laughs> well, see, I'm Catholic. That's what I'd be like, take him to a priest. Clergy of a uh, clergy of all believers and all of that. Like I was telling, it's the same thing. Like when I was telling a Captain, who's a pagan priest, and I just told him that if there was a scenario that even remotely resembled paranormal activity, I'd be like, out of the house, at his doorstep, going, get your fuck. Sage, <laughs> my house. Get rid of that shit. There would be no skeptical bullshit. They'd be like, "Get the evil oh, out." Yeah. No, I have like a representative. I, I have like a representative of like all known religions. I have like you know a priest, a, a preacher, a rabbi. You know, I'd have someone who practices Zoroastrianism, African African tribal magic. You know. Have to have a Scientologist in there just for good measure. <laughs> no, because they'd charge me for it. If it's a Scientology ghost, I can ignore it. <laughs> fuck you and fuck your thetans. <laughs> Back to the volcano with you at once. This house are all off. You have to pay us two hundred dollars for us to get rid of the evil. <laughs> I like to think it would be somebody too who looked like Zelda Rubenstein. So then, when she charged you and got all the thetans out, she could say, "This house is clean." <laughs> <laughs> oh, Zelda, we hardly knew you. Yes. <laughs> A true so boss. I think that's all we have to say about Juwan, because none of us really remember a whole no, lot. Um, other than, I guess, you know, since we're talking about it and we've seen it multiple times, we will say it's a recommend. Oh, yeah, definitely. So. It would be fun to do, one of these days, maybe later on down the line, we should do a Juwan versus The Grudge. I'd love to do that. Like, refresh our memories and watch them. I own both on DVD, so that's not a problem. Yeah, I think <laughs> I do, too. I think I've got a bootleg of Juwan somewhere. I just bought it when it came out, finally. So. I was just like, skirt! Well, don't it's you have the, the great Ted Raimi, uh, Sam Raimi commentary? I have, oh God, if you get, if anyone goes and buys the Jew on DVD, there's the best freaking commentary with Ted Raimi and another director. And it's the funniest damn thing I've ever read. <laughs> yeah, they're making fun of everything. They're making fun um, of themselves and talking about how they're going to steal that for their next movie. Yes. <laughs> oh, it's so funny. I mean, some of it's really interesting and intelligent because they talk about it from a, you know, American director's point of view and why they found the movie so brilliant. Well, and they're the ones um, who were responsible for bringing the remake. You want to, oh, yeah. yeah. And they, the Raimi brothers, I think, were the producers, weren't they, for the remake? Yes, they were. It was that Ghost House Productions. Right. Where the, you brought over both Juwan and they did uh, The Grudge. Right. Uh, but the, um, uh, and if I'm wrong, please, tour nerds, correct me. But um, but what was, uh, I think my favorite part of that entire commentary was they're, they're getting punchy halfway through the film. And you, they show like a face and it's uh, Toshio gets on the screen and there's like a close up of him and you just hear Sam Raimi going evil evil <laughs> <laughs> and they both just crack themselves up and laugh for like two minutes <laughs> no, it's I like still, the best commentary I, ever I still <laughs> listen to the evil dead 2 commentary and I have heard that so many fucking times but it That's is so tough. hilarious listening to them riff on each other and poor, poor, poor Bruce Campbell <laughs> <laughs> I do believe that's that's where he proclaimed that Sam Raimi was his personal demon sent from hell to torment him. I think so. That rings a bell. 
was like at the very beginning where it was like the yeah because he's talking about that branch right there that that's sam hitting me with that branch (laughs) (laughs) nice yeah he's there they do great commentary so uh, if you do get a chance to get a hold of the the juan dvd the american one uh, watch well, well, the, the director commentary. It's, it's fucking hilarious. Yeah, it's not the Grudge DVD. It's the American release of the yeah. Japanese original version of Juwan. That yes. has the, the, the Grudge DVD actually has some good, um, just good commentary too, just because it's the cast right. talking about how fucking drunk they got while they're filming in Japan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a really great behind the awesome. scenes, uh, like like Sarah Michelle Gellar and a couple other people kept like a video diary while they yes. were filming, and so that that, that's some... pretty cute because. Yeah, the they chick had some who played really the sister ones. was hilarious because she was like the polar. She's like the polar opposite in real life of the character she played in the movie. Because you know, in the Grudge, mm-hmm. the, the sister she was very, you know, competent and corporate and spoke Japan, Japanese and, mm-hmm. and 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 like in in reality, she's like a southern accent. She doesn't know any Japanese. <laughs> she just blunder up to some <laughs> Japanese guy and be like, "Hey y'all!" <laughs> she would. Hey, totally- she would totally, she would totally gaijin smash them too, which is what made it so fucking hilarious. She knew she made them uncomfortable, and I think she thought it was funny. So nice. You have to respect. Yeah, the craft so beer definitely like check that. out Ju on the DVD. Yeah, it's good, and I've seen at least one of the sequels, and I've I haven't had a problem with any of the Ju on sequels. No, uh, I didn't like the American sequel to The Grudge, but I did I enjoy. I've only seen one and two of Juwan, Juwan one and Juwan two, The Curse, and Juwan two wasn't half bad. Though there is a very ridiculous scene involving wig and wig heads. Oh, was there? I don't remember. Uh, that, it's but... kind of hilarious. It really is, I, I, and, it, and it's hilarious in that awesome sort of way. Like it's like a drag queen's nightmare. Awesome sauce. Well, it's, it's I think, actually cut. It's worth watching the movie just for that awesomely ridiculous scene. <laughs> I think the Japanese have a better take, at least from you know my limited exposure to Japanese cinema. I think they have a better take on sequels because they don't fall into the same fucking curse that American sequels do, which is, well, we'll take everything that was spooky in the first one and explain it. Because yeah. <laughs> that's even yeah. scarier, right? Knowing in every fucking minute detail where the Yeah, I will from. say that Juwan, this, the, the sequel Juwan 2, The Curse, um, does not explain jack or no. shit. And, it's and, just more crap happening to the, people. The, uh, the Ringu sequels were pretty good, too, for the same reason. Yes, I did like Ringu, the Ringu 2. And uh, I've also seen... And the Ring 2 fucking sucked. Don't even get me started oh, on that. Oh, yeah. Well, I, yeah, I heard it was going to be terrible, which is too bad, because, of course, the previews make them look awesome, and it was just like, and I'm done. Plus, they filmed it in Portland, and I don't care. <laughs> I don't care about Portland. <laughs> Fuck you, Portland. Fuck you, Portland. Screw you, Oregon. <laughs> Suck it, Oregon. <laughs> Suck it. You're no Seattle. It, it, I know Seattle. Listeners, you're if no you're an Seattle. Oregon listeners, we don't mean you. Which is actually funny because I went to Portland uh, right after New Year's and enjoyed myself thoroughly. But oh well, there you go. I ate Push awesome. Still, uh, fuck off. I went to, to, to Jake's crawfish house and ate crawdads and uh, oysters on the half shell. <laughs> it was a good day. It was a good day, Tater. <laughs> so shall we move on to Hasi? 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 Muppets attack. <laughs> Ah, uh, shoot me. Anyway. <laughs> I got to fire a handgun for the first time this week. Oh, that's oh. trouble. Yeah, Rob got a, he, my brother got a new, uh, he got a compact 45 or something like that. No, I'm worried. You had a really bad week and you were firing handguns. I'm really worried <laughs> no, right no, now. This happened before. Oh, okay. The, the short, sharp showers of shit began to sprinkle upon me. But no, my brother got a new gun and he was 
shooting it into, you know, they, they have a, a, a burn dug up for motorcycle. And so he had a piece yeah. of wood up against the burn. So he was shooting into the dirt. So it wasn't like, you know, he was going to hit somebody in the field. Or something. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> right, exactly. He, he... Look at those tourists run! How <laughs> <laughs> to teach you fucking rock hounds to come on my property. But no, so, and they live out in the country too, so nobody gives a shit if you fire a firearm out there. We don't take kindly to book learning. <laughs> <laughs> which is ironic. As, <clears throat> which is ironic as he's a teacher, but... <laughs> Anyway, and so he was firing it, and I asked him if I could shoot it, and he let me shoot it, and it was fun. I would Yay. like to shoot it some more. <laughs> yeah, which is really funny, because I, I text a bunch of people, I'm like, oh, I, I shot a gun today, and they're like, why do you have a firearm? Yes. <laughs> oh, God, I bought. <laughs> it's like, well, you know, uh, I didn't want to say anything. <laughs> yeah, you can suck my butt. <laughs> well, you never had but a firearm hey, before. <laughs> Now that this is a new thing, I feel I should voice a concern. <laughs> no, my only problem was I kept jerking the trigger, but other than that, it was fun. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, I like jerking other That's things, awesome. too, uh, so yeah. it yeah. was a natural progression. Uh-huh. But it was jerking. fun, so I could see, like, I think it'd be kind of cool to get a gun and, like, go to the firing range. My husband does it. Apparently, I'm going to learn how to use Say that again. Because the, um, pretty much... I'm going to learn how to use a gun because we have one in our house, and I pretty much have deci- decided that if well, we're going to have a gun in the house, yeah. everyone needs to know how to use it. Yeah, so, and my brother... We just haven't had time for me to learn how to use it, so right. we're getting there. <laughs> my brother, I mean, Rob knows, he's he's known guns since he was little, so... Yeah. He's got 22s and 44s yeah, so and, and I don't know, 162s and whatever. Mm-hmm. 300 and... 20, I don't know, what's 162 times 2? <laughs> yeah, it's 2, 64, 800s. Yeah, exactly. All those chip points. He has things. Jack, jackalopes. He has things. Oh, no. To, I just don't know. He likes to shoot at varmints occasionally, so that's it. So yeah. hasu. Remind him, <laughs> remind him that the dogs do not qualify as varmints. <laughs> Nor do the children. But there is a cat in Hasu. Yes, there is. Well, sort of. I'm going to keep talking about Hasu until we get on it. Blanca, the cat, wasn't it? Or Blanca? or uh, The white was, cat from it hell. Was, it was the white, it was the Spanish word for white, which fucking cracked me up in a Japanese yeah. movie from the 70s. So I'm going to read the um, Internet Movie Database oh, um, summary for Hasu because, it, like I said, it describes, it defies description, and I really don't know if I could give a summary if I wanted to. Oh, yes, I, I, I think you should. Why not? Okay, so it says, uh, Gorgeous, which is their names. All these girls pretty much have names that describe a personality trait and their only personality yes. trait. Is excited about spending summer vacation with her father until she finds out that his beautifully, freakishly serene yes. <laughs> girlfriend. What was it that they called Su- Susie Wong for Pearl Cream? Is that yeah, what that's what Roy was, was calling her, Susie Wong for Pearl Cream. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, would be going as well. Gorgeous decides that she will be going to her aunt's house in the country instead. She brings with her her friends from school. Um, what was it? Dreamy? Uh, yeah. Who likes to take pictures in daydreams. Oh, Fantasy. That's fantasy, what her name is. right. I think she's who going... has very good reflexes. Uh, Prof, who is a major nerd. Sweet, who likes to clean. Right. Mac, who <laughs> likes to eat a lot. And Melody, a musician. Right, there you go, people. Right. Yeah, because as I recall, the stepmother was the only one who had a name, and that was Reiko. Yeah. 
However, the girls are unaware that Borges' aunt is actually dead and the house is actually haunted. When they arrive at the house, crazy events take place and the girls disappear one by one while slowly discovering the secret behind all the madness. That makes it sound a lot creepier and scary than it really well, is. that makes it sound a lot more <laughs> fucking linear than it is. And it makes no damn re- uh, mention of the Melon Man. <laughs> I love the Melon Man. Uh, so yeah, this movie is a acid trip from hell. Yes, yeah, and I, I really do think I really do think like if you took ether or you dropped acid and you watched Sesame Street, you would have so and you had a bad freak out. This is what you would see. Yes, it's only marginally. It, it only makes sense in a marginal fashion. Psst, stop it, you turd, <laughs> Bevan. Now you're no. talking to <laughs> Bevan. <laughs> <laughs> Stop scratching my couch. What's wrong with you? (laughs) But I'm not a turd, you turd. (laughs) Shut up, you turd. Your face is a turd. Okay, everyone's a turd. Moving on. (laughs) But I want some rhinestones then. But so uh, (laughs) that's what we call a callback, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) And now we've come full circle. Full circle. (laughs) But so I mean, it 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 only sort of makes sense, and not really. What do you think about it? it? That is probably the loosest plot summary ever. Yes. There's not much more to it than that. Uh, yes. It's actually a lot of fun simply because it is so surreal. And it's actually really beautifully done. It's a beautiful yeah. film. Really great restoration, too. Well, it was yeah. it was lost for a long time, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. And then um, it was released um, again through, um, was it the Criterion Collection? Yeah, or Anchor Bay, one or the other. I think, or Anchor Bay. I think it was Criterion, but I'm not 100% sure. If you know the answer to this, please email us. And so um, guys check our email it, for two months. And it was released and shown throughout the um, United States in a bunch of art house films, right. and then they released the DVD. And we actually did a review for it on um, Sassy Cast. Our sister podcast. Right. And, uh, but I wanted to read, I've been wanting to revisit this film again, simply because it's so freaking weird yes, that it's right. worth at least three or four visits because it's so strange. Yeah, I definitely need to watch it again. Yeah, there's a whole lot going on. And I love the fact that all the girls are named after something amazing they do. Uh-huh. <laughs> there, you know, so fantasy's the daydreamer. And isn't fantasy the one that's in love with the really femi professor? Uh, he wasn't femi, he was just doofy. Yeah, he was, like, he was shabby from Scooby Doo. You know that he probably smelled like, totally smelled like patchouli yeah, and pop. pot smoke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he would be the kind of, he would be like, he kind of struck me as like, Sort of the naughty college professor who's banging the co-eds, you know? Yeah, he was kind of sleazy. But he's a total doofus. You know, he, like, totally had, like, you know, he played guitar and wore Birkenstocks. Yeah, you know, he's kind of yeah, like Yeah, exactly. Except it was the 70s, so he's wearing bell-bottoms and Converse. Right, close <laughs> enough. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it so, was... yeah, that was the professor that Fantasy was in love with, but that didn't go very far. Uh... No, because at the, uh, midway through the movie, he turned into a pile of bananas, and that was the end of him. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah I have to say so, this. So, the, uh, watermelon, the melon cellar, which you have to tell about your favorite scene in that movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The, uh, uh, ducking behind the melons. Yes. <laughs> and then, yeah, yeah. I have this. Okay, so so basically they, the, the aunt has this house that's way the fuck out in the middle of BF nowhere. And, again, this is very Scooby-Doo. And so they the kids all go out. And, they, well, they took a train first, wasn't it? Was it yes, uh, it, a cartoon 
Right, when because, you want to really get down to because it. Gorgeous had adopted the devil cat from hell, who was like her aunt's emissary or some shit, and yeah, uh, and had called it Blanco or Blanca. I can't remember which, but I was just laughing my ass off at Japanese, you know, people Japanese speakers trying to pronounce Spanish correctly, <laughs> and because she was worried that the cat wouldn't make it onto the train or the plane or the bus or whatever the fuck it was, and it dropped them part way. And then I love how you just said that and we hear your cat in the back. Yeah, pretty much. My, my own devil cat from hell, except he's black and not white. <laughs> oh, there it is. Blanche. Oh, Blanche. That's what it was. Blanche, okay. which is French, French. isn't it? Okay, For, yeah. But of course, what they, they say it completely differently, yeah. which is kind of adorable. Blanche or something horrible like that. And so anyway, so they, I, I, they get dropped in this remote little village that it, it seems like business has really dried. Like, once upon a time, it used to be a bustling little village, village, and it's not anymore. And they can't find anybody, but there's a fruit stand. And this guy, and, and, and there's melons. And so Mac, who, of course, is always hungry, goes, oh, melons! And she grabs one, and the melon vendor is hiding behind the shelf of melons and is, like, making this face, and he scares them. And it's like... You know, since nobody comes to this village anymore, I envision him like, you know, like he gets into place like weeks before anybody shows up and he just stays there <laughs> in case somebody shows up and, and hopefully picks the right fruit and he can make that face. So, you know, it was yeah, a good... you really do wonder exactly how long he's been back there. Yeah, so it, it was a good fucking day for the melon man. Let's just put it like that. He's like, oh, boy, I can finally do this. I can finally freak out a bunch of teenage girls. I've been waiting back here for so long. Oh, <laughs> well, you know, you get bored and well, you don't and, really have much business. You're just selling melons. Well, and it turns out he's a ghost on top. And everybody in the village is a ghost because the ant ate them all. Oh. And uh, I'm not kidding on that either. And then business is really slow. Yeah, and so, you know, you so, you know, the time pass. Where are the you melons? gotta find a way to time, you know, waiting for teenage girls to scare. Who's, and who's shipping the melons in? That's what I want. Not in a very effective way either, which was even funnier, so. Yeah, yeah it was, again, it was very Scooby-Doo. Ah, uh, it was awesome. And so, yeah, so. Yeah, and, he, yeah, later on, their professor shows up to um, find the girls and he goes to the melon vendor and somehow magically gets turned into a pile of well, bananas. no, they get into a fight because the melon man is, like, trying to make him admit that he loves melons. And That's he says, what it was. He says, okay. no, I don't love melons. I love bananas. And then the next time you see them, the melon man has become a pile of melons. And the professor has become a pile of bananas sitting in his Wearing seat, a hat and wearing, glasses. Wearing his hat and sunglasses. Yes. In the front seat. Of, of the drivers, of, his, of the tiniest, the, the tiniest little like his little dune buggy yeah, or like some shit. <laughs> it was like he was driving a fucking power wheel, is what it was. <laughs> it was awesome. And then yeah, so he goes and he goes crazy and says the word bananas like twenty times, and then apparently that curses him yeah. into a pile of bananas. And so and, and I he, think my favorite part is the uh, Susie Wong for Pearl Cream ends up walking through uh, later on in the film, and the car is there with the pile of bananas and the pile of melons, and she just doesn't question it. No. She's just like, She just keeps smiling beatifically, and as the wind Walking machine, in slow motion yeah, while the wind is blowing her scarf. As, as the wind machine <laughs> is blowing her scarf back. <laughs> yeah, every time they show this woman, the wind catches her scarf, and she walks in slow motion, and she's like, this is my new wife. She walks in at the wind bus, and she turns around in slow motion, and, and then says all, a line. Like, soft focus Vaseline on the camera. <laughs> and then she'll be like, hold on, I have to get a glass of water. Do, do, do. It's remarkable. 
laughable, this movie. It's, it's awesome. It's hilarious. It's funny. It's, it, I haven't seen this, but it's kind of reminding me of The Happiness of the Katakuris. Just... It, it's similar, but The Happiness of the Katakuris is way more linear oh, okay. than this show. Yeah. yeah, the Hasu is not linear. Well, it's the like, Hasu, I, if I remember right, I heard it was the guy who ended up making the movie... His seven-year-old daughter came up with the story. Yes, it was his daughter that and came up with the story. for reasons known film. only to the crazy man, he decided to turn it into a movie. Yeah, why not? Which I, I think it's explains actually, a lot It was of, actually, there was no other well, movie you know, like it. Now that I think about it, Gotta I think give about, credit for that. I think about my conversations with my almost seven-year-old nephew, and I think, you know, I could see him ending a story with everybody turning into bananas. Yeah. <laughs> I could see that. It, That's seven-year-old logic. I think, I mean, and actually, if you go back and you watch the whole movie, even the special effects look like a kid created it. Yeah. And I do mean that in a, in a, a like, a flattering way, because it's all done in a, this very cartoony manner, not like, oh, it really sucks. Well, and every time something happens, you know, because the girls are killed off one by one, but it's, it's not a traumatic death, you know, because they always pop back up later as a ghost and make some weird comment that has nothing to do with anything. Like, Mac, isn't Mac the first one to get it? Mac is the first one to get right. it. She is she apparently the big, quote unquote big fatty. Right. <laughs> Who was absolutely normal sized, normal to slim. Yeah, she she but was not she was, I mean she, she looked exactly like everyone else. Yeah. <laughs> she was just arbitrarily assigned the role of Pudge. And yeah. uh, and so she goes out, they they had tied up the melon and put it down the well to chill it. Which cracked uh, Cindy the fuck up the first time she saw that. I was like, where do we she, put the, let's put it in the well. I mean, it makes sense, but at the, the time, movie. it just, the way they got so excited about it, we have a melon, <laughs> quick, put it in the well, put it in the well. Why don't you check to see if there's room in the goddamn refrigerator? <laughs> they so had one. Mac <laughs> like, goes out to, to pull up the, the watermelon and she doesn't come back, and so, who was it that went out? Was it? I think oh, no, it, it wasn't Mac that... Oh, no. I forgot who it was. Was it Sweet? No, Sweet no, was the I, one that went down in the pile of pillows, which right, was slightly right. perverted. <laughs> and left her panties behind. But, no, I think... Oh, oh, if I can find out. Okay, well, I'm going to just kind of... I'm summing through the summary here, but... I think it was Fantasy, because which, Fantasy was the only one who yes. figured out that something was going on for the longest time. Yeah, so Fantasy goes out to find Mac and goes to the well. And pulls up... Which, what she thinks is the watermelon, and it turns out to be Mac's head, which then smiles at her and tries to bite her on the butt. Yes. No, it does bite her it, on the butt. Oh, it does bite her on the butt. And I think, yeah, it bites her on the butt and then cackles and then flies around. What's so funny is Fantasy's reaction is not of, oh my god, there's my friend's head flying around, was, oh, ain't that the darndest thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> She doesn't get upset about it until it bites her on the ass. Well, frankly, I think that might have been the sticking point for me, too. Like, this was bad enough, but then you bit me on the ass, and now we've all crossed a line. <laughs> now I'm upset. Yeah, now you're not just a ghost, <laughs> you're a pervert ghost. Yeah. <laughs> yes, so, yeah, so that weird. happens. And then, like, one by one, they get picked off in probably the most creative ways oh, imaginable. Yeah. I think my favorite is still Melody. With a oh, piano. and she's eaten by a piano. The piano fucking eats her. <laughs> Yeah, there's this tune that's played throughout the whole movie that kind of symbolizes um, Auntie's long-lost love. We find out throughout the movie that um, Auntie was jilted by... Not jilted. No, he died she, in the war. He yeah. died in the war. Um, his Her fiancé went off to fight in the war and never came back. And she never gave up hope, and she ended up pretty much just wasting away... all Very bitter and alone and, and brokenhearted. And her younger sister got married... Yes. And then gave birth to Gorgeous and apparently, having done her, her duty to the movie, promptly died. 
Yes. So pretty much Auntie's what the Auntie we meet, which is a great character, yeah. is cool um, the ghost of of Auntie. Auntie's dead, and this is what lives on because she's so bitter. She's living on. And she's just killing the chicks. Well, so, it's not so much that know. she's bitter, it's that she's waiting for her fiancé, and so she's sucking the life out of young women to sort of sustain herself Thank until, you, that's going until on. he comes for her, but that's only sort of explained. Yeah. You kind of, it's, it's another one of those fill-in-the-blank movies. Right. It really is. <laughs> so pretty much that's what happens with that, and, and so the, the girls are dying while the house that auntie lived in is, you know, thriving. It's very much kind of like the really goofy version of Burnt Offerings when he came right Yeah, it really, yeah, it really is Burnt Offerings and had a anatomical skeleton. Burnt Offerings If Burnt Offerings, yeah, if Burnt Offerings done by, like, who was it that did uh, Funimation? Who did yeah. the by the, he- by the animators of He-Man. Oh, uh, Filmation. <laughs> Filmation, yeah, it was like, it was like <laughs> Burnt Offerings with Oliver Reed as done by Filmation. And, yeah, uh, pretty much. Yeah, and so it would be burnt offerings if burnt offerings had had an anatomical skeleton spazzing out in the corner for the entire movie. Oh, dude. There was a lot of there shit is- on wires chasing people. <laughs> yes. so there's a bit where there's an anatomical skeleton, and he's just on wires, and he's just, like, doing this in the corner. Well, I think he's just bobbing a- up and down. It's it's kind of hilarious because he's the, like, uh, like he's doing the Muppet dance. And yeah. nobody explains why it's there, and half the time it's just in the background of shots. So, like, half the time you're watching the movie going, is that, what, is, is that what, is, why does nobody notice the skeleton having fits in the corner yeah and it's just kind of spazzing in the corner like when melody's playing the piano and it's like dancing what (laughs) and nobody's really paying it much mind okay i'm not like an expert or anything but that the anatomical skeleton thing rings a bell where it's like i there there's like there's so many like classical like horror ghost haunting things tropes and in Japanese culture, and I want to say that that's one of them, like the haunted anatomical skeleton thing at the school that, I don't know, it seems like there was, there, that really rings a, a, a big bell for me, and I want to say that, that maybe that's some kind of, like, cultural reference or, like, a I nod to surprised. something. Because the film is really heavily symbolic. Uh-huh. There's, of. like, a lot of symbolism in <laughs> yeah, this movie that I don't get. <laughs> the symbolism is that the seven-year-old daughter was hot. pissed because she couldn't watch Sesame Street that weekend. <laughs> and the uh, symbolism is never drink. Yeah. <laughs> Don't drink Just and do acid. If you got to do one, pick one and stick with it. <laughs> yeah, there was... Um... This movie was just, and it was fun, though. It wasn't so surreal that you were no. like, what the fuck? No, it was, it was just, actually fun. It was, yeah, it was just enough where, you know, you'd watch something and a character would die, and then the next scene would be, like, people out on the street singing to each other for absolutely no reason, <laughs> who aren't even integral to the plot. You know? Yes. <laughs> and it was I, almost... I think, what was it, the one you were talking about? Sweet. The one, the, the sweet little girl who liked to clean the house. Right. She pretty much just goes down in a pile of mattresses. Yeah, the futon, the futon bedding attacks are my favorite, yeah, though. Yeah, futon is, bed uh, attacks are, and then you were talking about where they find the pile of futon beds and they just find her clothes. She's well, was gone. it that, or was it when fantasy got turned into a doll? Uh, no, I thought it was Sweet who went down. Well, one that, of them went uh, down, and her underpants were left, her, her bra and her panties were left behind. That was Sweet. I'm almost positive. And Melody <laughs> picks them up and sniffs them. Oh. I'm not it's fucking so kidding. Too. And she She's says like, something is, like, she's like, sexy or something <laughs> creepy like that. Oh, no, that was when, okay, so Melody gets eaten by a piano, which is probably the funniest damn yes. thing I have ever seen. And you can find that scene on YouTube. So just look up house, <laughs> yeah. piano, eaten. 
<laughs> yes, it's fucking hilarious. And pretty much she's playing the piano, and then the piano eats her fingers, and she pulls up her hands, and she's missing fingers, and she just kind of looks at them and then yeah, starts like, cackling, huh. like, oh, ain't that the damnedest thing? Well, and what makes and it even... back to playing the piano, and it just pretty much just devours her. Right, and, and then it, does... it looks like a prop from Pee-wee's Playhouse when it eats Yes. Her. It looks it's like, like cherry. Uh-huh. The chair, it yeah. looks like that. It, it was like Cherry's like piano. piano. It's like nom, 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 nom. Like it's made out of foam, and they're just jamming the actress into it. And then all that's left is, or no, she's hanging, her butt's hanging out. And then her head comes up, and you see her go, naughty, looking at her butt. And I it's just like, like what? <laughs> it's like, naughty, what? <laughs> I think it's because her shirtless torso ends up somewhere. That's what it was, yeah. Because her her bits go like all of her body parts start floating around the room, and yes. her chest floats around. And I think they like mosaiced out her tits. Yeah, and she's they like naughty because you see her boobs or something. Yeah, and then there's Kung Fu, who is my favorite. Yeah, Kung Fu she's was awesome. Badass. Who pretty much just kind of kung fu kicks her pants off. Yeah, all the she's time. so kung fu. She kung fu's her skirt off and spends the rest of the movie in her panties. <laughs> It was pretty awesome. It was fucking hilarious, is what it was. Yeah, it was. It was awesome. The whole it the was whole like, movie, like your entire reaction to the movie, is what? <laughs> What's going pre- on? Yeah. It was. It was pretty awesome. Like the whole movie, and I, like I said, there was like, and I, I will admit the one thing that made me laugh was because you know we have gorgeous, who's our lead character. She was kind of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> you think about. Yeah, she was definitely. You could tell she was I, like. She was the leader of the clique, for sure. Because yeah. all the girls wanted to be her, and she really uh, had no problem. Well, I love that. Okay, first of all, she goes to take her bath, and she's, like, ordering, who was it, Fantasy? Around. Fantasy. It was always Fantasy. Right, bring like... me more hot water. Bring me a towel. <laughs> yeah, there's no please. Now brush you. my hair. <laughs> and then, when she's taken by the aunt, it's because she's fucking around in her aunt. So she just starts, like, going through her jewelry box and puts on her lipstick and puts, like, her hair ornaments in her hair. And I'm like, bitch, had it coming. Well, my favorite was, even at the very, very beginning of the film, it was pretty much her, it was her tantrum that got them all in the issue in the first place because she pretty much... Uh, he goes, oh, I, I can't wait. We're, I'm going out and, uh, on my vacation with my dad. And then her dad's like, well, I'm inviting your stepmother. And she's like, no, I'm not going. And then she goes up to all her friends and goes, I'm not going with my father. I'm going to go visit my aunt. And you're all coming with me. Well, <laughs> though, to, to Gorgeous's defense, he didn't tell her he was getting married. Yeah, but she like. He just demanded. introduced her to her new stepmother. True. She but had she, like, no totally idea. Commanded that all her friends come with her. Well, and they all acted like they had like a gay crush on her at the beginning, anyway. True. It was at like the end of school, they're all like sighing and looking after her longingly, and it's just like okay. Yeah, it's like gorgeous. You are so pretty. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna miss. I'm gonna miss gorgeous most of all. Uh, yeah. It's just, oh, you're she so was. You're she so was pretty. definitely the Mary Sue of the group. Oh yeah, it, everyone wanted to be gorgeous. Yeah. It was. It was pretty hilarious. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The movie is a trip, and it's actually a lot of fun. I mean, it, and we're we're kind of laughing at it, but for the most part, it's worth a watch simply because it's so fucking weird. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah it's hilarious, and and like almost it was it's almost entirely shot on soundstage. The o- like o- like the only true outdoor scene I think is when they're dropped off in the country before they get to the village. Yeah, like everything else, I think is a soundstage made to look like outdoors. Oh yeah, so it's very like British TV from 1979. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, it, everything pretty much looks like a soundstage. In yeah, like 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 in the young ones when they go out in the backyard, right, it's very right, obviously right. the, the soundstage. Uh-huh. It's the same idea. And at the beginning, the setup it it's it's like all like like especially when it comes to Gorgeous's dad, who's like some big wig in Hollywood, and it's it's all like soap opera film. You know, it's like <laughs> yes. going from soft focus to crash zoom. You know, <laughs> 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 the really weird lighting and. Uh. And then that whole scene with her father shot through that weird window. Yeah, yeah, and the window, like, the, the, the gauzy drapes are blowing in the wind. Yeah, and... while they're having this big touching scene. Uh-huh. I mean, it's really, it, it, I mean, it does look like if, if a little kid had the means to make a movie and didn't mind showing boobies in it. Right. <laughs> there it would be right there. <laughs> yeah, that was, it was, it's, it's worth a watch. I mean, it's worth buying sight unseen if you, like, hilariously what-the-fuck movie. Yeah. I actually ended up um, uh, buying it sight unseen. Right. I went and, because um, we were doing that review, and I could not find it on, it was on Netflix waitlist, and I couldn't find it anywhere, and I just went, screw it, I'm going to go buy it. It took me forever to find a copy. I actually ended up finding it at Borders for more than I was willing I was to pay for say. a DVD. And I was thinking, for and, oh, God, dollars. I'm going to have buyer's remorse. <laughs> <laughs> But prices? I didn't. I really am glad I own this movie. It's one of those movies where I'm like, dude, you gotta come over here and watch this shit. Yeah, this would be a fun, and, a fun get drunk party movie. Definitely. You know, cook some steaks and, up and on actually, the barbecue. I made Max sit down and watch it. Yeah. I made Max sit down and watch it with me. Uh-huh. And nothing was funnier than watching his reaction. Where he's sitting there holding his beer and he's watching the movie and he's looking at his beer and he's watching the movie and he's looking at his beer. <laughs> and he just kept shaking his head and then he'd look at his beer again and then he'd just take a big swig and watch the rest of the movie. That's when you stroke his arm gently and tell him, don't worry, sweetie, the peyote will kick in in a minute. Oh, nothing was funny because he couldn't, he was all like, I don't know if I want to watch this, but I can't walk away. <laughs> So he sat and watched the whole damn thing with me because he was just like, I don't know what I'm seeing here. I just have to keep watching it. So. You, know, you know what you should have done to him while he was watching it? What? You should have tenderly placed your boob on his shoulder. Um, you know what? That would have been awesome. <laughs> I should do it right now while he's playing Fable you in the should, other room. You I'm should, just going to and be like... <laughs> you, you should, like, you know, like, make it talk to him and kiss him on the cheek and it'll totally... Oh, I love you! Blah, blah, blah. It'll, it'll totally fuck up his game. <laughs> And that would be hilarious. Yeah, it's really hard to fuck up that man's game. He's got rock-solid concentration, Not let me tell you. Not movies are invo- involved, I'll bet you. I just like walking up to him and just pressing him into his face. Just like, hey! <laughs> Remember these? Hey, you know, while you're playing video games, these are in the other room. <laughs> Come, motorboat me. Just saying. Just saying. Oh, too slow. Going in the other room. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You missed your window, and I have yeah. things to do. This is closed now. <laughs> the booby window has passed. They're <laughs> crying out loud, Salem. He's like wrecking up the kitchen. <laughs> She's like, I want to be heard. Yeah, he's hard to ignore. Scout abandoned me. She went to the other room to go play with Daddy. She's uh, like, Oh, you're talking to those bitches again. Maybe she's gonna fart on him. That'd be pretty funny. Maybe she'll tenderly. <laughs> she has. Or my cat has farted, and it's hilarious. Maybe she'll tenderly put her butt on his shoulder and fart. <laughs> she does that this all the time. This is a running anyway. joke because we joke that Max likes to tenderly place his penis on her shoulder. Oh, I see. So... Yeah. Okay, I get it now. That's been a long running gag yes. about how my husband likes to place um, his penis tenderly on my shoulder. Yes. I see. I'm caught up now. Yes. There you go. 
So be sure to be sure to reference that at some point in the future. Okay. So that that's you how reference that you... a lot in episodes one through ten through yeah. eleven. Actually, <laughs> well, it's popular on the sassy cast too. I know. I don't know how this happened. It's funny because I'm sitting there talking to you, uh, my husband, and he just looks at me and goes, "When did I become known as the penis guy?" <laughs> well, you're not involved, and you have a penis. Ergo, you're yeah. sort of the, the de facto penis penis guy. I told you that we, we had that one we were talking about how, you know, the penis rests tenderly on my shoulder and you said, oh, it's like a parrot, give it a cracker. Uh-huh. Well, you said that one time and it was for the episode we lost, remember how we lost? Right. He came walking over in the middle of that episode with his pants down and handed me a cracker. Nice. <laughs> middle of recording. See, that's I'm how like, you know the man's a keeper. That, that's love. Not only does his shoulder penis want a cracker. He's, ha- he's 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 willing to give you the cracker to give to the shoulder yeah. penis. That's love. That's that that's is, the man I married. That is love, my friend. That is my man, and I'm proud of him. You should be. It was awesome. You should be, indeed. Wow, we really derailed. Yeah, well, we do that <laughs> nice. a lot. It's part of our charm. <clears throat> so, uh, recommend for Hasu. Oh yeah. Assuming. Fuck yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. Well, recommend I, for Hasu. I love it. I have to say, recommend for Hasu if you have... A strong tolerance for the bizarre because this really is like Dadaism on film. It is uh, honestly, if you you like your films linear, don't bother. Right? Yeah. If you're a real literal-minded person, this will just make your head explode. Now, yeah. while that will be amusing, I would prefer that you wait till I was there to, to videotape it and put it on YouTube. But... Or you could you know videotape it and send it to her, but your head will be exploded by then. So I don't know how yeah, you'd email so it to her. I'm not quite sure how you'd how you'd work the email, but yeah. Oh my god, he, I can't believe he still fits under the couch. <laughs> Your cat? Yeah, he's got to weigh 20 pounds. Or that guy you keep in your attic. Well, we don't talk about him. I'm mad at him anyway. Stanley. See if he gets his fucking hot dog this week. <laughs> Asshole. Uh, he just sits there and watches you through the rent, the grate of the vent. <laughs> Joke's on him. I have baseboard heat. Can I come out? No. Shut <laughs> up. Eat your Shut fish up. heads. <laughs> Shut no. up, let me eat my, my, my stories. I don't know. I like, to, I like to think I have, like, the dude version of the, the horrible harem in The Sinful Dwarf. Oh, God. <laughs> I just got them all cracked out with bouffant hair and sleeping on terrible, terrible mattresses. Yeah. And then they I got all have bouffant hair, and then women with really saggy breasts come up and motorboat them. Yeah, pretty much. And, and have bizarrely, hot jazz. bizarrely acrobatic sex to, yeah. to hot jazz. Where they just roll around on the floor yeah. and the camera doesn't know where to go. Roll around on their nut sacks. They're the longest nut sacks in Great Britain. Oh, uh, by the way, Bevan, we saw a movie called The Sinful yeah. Dwarf and it's got awful. Okay. So. Yeah. Okay. Catching oh. you up on that one, too. Right, I'm <laughs> caught up now. We've seen some things. <laughs> horrible, <laughs> horrible things. Things we can't unsee. You know that, that bit from Futurama? You watched it, you can't unwatch it? Yeah. That's yep. The Sinful Dwarf. Yeah, it's like, I can still see it when I shut my eyes. I can, too. And sometimes I wake up crying. Yeah, and that movie wasn't really a, um, you know, movie. It was a, it was a porn. Yeah. It was a softcore porn from the it, 60s. Shit, it wasn't softcore, man. There was penetration. Yeah, but I, like I said, remember I said hardcore is when you actually see the penetration. Okay. Softcore is when you just right. see them rolling around. Well, yeah, but, I mean, they're... they're <laughs> People were actually being penetrated on set. Oh, well, yeah. There was, there was no question in my mind that they weren't bumping ugly bits on oh that screen God. right there. Those were some ugly bits, too. Oh, yeah. The ugliest scrotes in Europe. Circle. 
the ugliest scrotes. They look like those speed bags that. No. <laughs> you know the term I'm gonna hit you with my bean bag. <laughs> yeah. Pretty well, much that that movie probably defined it. Yeah, these guys could lasso it over their head and then hit you with it. It was like in the Scooby Doo movie where Fred does the rope foo. All they oh, were, right, right, all they right. were the scrotum. Oh dear. Oh my God, Stacy. Oh my God, what? I'm looking through Etsy while we're talking, uh-huh. and you'll get the reference. We may have to explain this to our listeners, but I just found a Slenderman plushie on Etsy. Oh, my God. Are you kidding me? Send oh me a link. Oh, my God. Send me a link right now. I have to see I the will. Slenderman plushie. So, if, for those who may not know what the hell I'm talking about, and Bevan, you might be included in that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on, um, what, was it, what was the website? Or it's, the, it's, uh, on, message it's, board? it's on Something Awful. Yeah, somethingawful.com, where they decided to make up their own urban legend. And they did, and it was a hell of an urban legend. And it was called the Slender Man. Oh my god, he's adorable too. <laughs> and the Slender Man was surprisingly huggable. That's that's a great uh, summation. Nothing terrifying <laughs> should be this cute. That's fucking awesome. Uh, isn't that awesome? She's got to be a goon. Uh-huh. She's got to so- be. Oh my god, look at the heartless plushie she made too. So the pretty much what it was is the Slenderman became this horrible urgent urban legend. Yes, and it's created its own life. Yes, it's less. some creepy shit. It was like it, a, it was like an example of it was like creating an urban legend under control, controlled circumstances. It sounds yes. familiar. I think it, you told me about it. It once. started it Slenderman, and it will come up with a oh, lot yeah. of you know. It started with it was create your own paranormal photos thread, and so people would take photos and through Photoshop and whatever else mm-hmm. would make them fucking terrifying. And they succeeded with a lot of it. Well, somebody came up with the concept of the Slender Man. And it was someone who was very, very tall and very, very... Like, he's supposed to be anywhere from 8 to 10 feet tall. Mm. But he looks stretched. Okay, so like the cat people in Avatar? No, more so... More distorted than that. Yeah, very, very... And um, he has these... They're not sure if they're supposed to be tentacles. Like, nobody's sure, but he tends to walk on them, kind of like Doc Ock. But it's more like it's this darkness. Oh, okay. And he wears a black suit. And nobody who sees... Nobody who sees the the Slender Man lives. Nobody who sees the Slender Man... If they're found again, they're usually missing parts, and they're found up in the trees. Yeah, okay. and you can and usually find... It, honestly, if you Google it, there's like a Wikipedia... Ex- you know, oh, yeah. Uh, it's it's become it, this fucking some phenomenon. Of the, it's really some of the best Photoshop, supernatural photoshopped yeah. pictures Somebody I've ever seen. Somebody has actually started a sort of... I don't know what you would call it. I think they call it an ARG on uh, on something awful, but I don't, I don't know what that stands for. And they've basically created what's supposed to be a video diary of someone on the run from the Slender Man. Oh. And you can run... Oh, it's called Marble Hornets. Marble Hornets, yeah. And it's so fucking scary yes, that I can't watch it when I'm alone in the house. The proper, or when it's dark. It the proper the Slender Man photo is very subtle. You have to look for it before you can see it. Most it's not of them be are, actually. somebody like, rah, 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 yeah. in your face. And so it'll usually be like somebody will get a picture of like kids playing Ring Around the Rosie. Uh-huh. You know, like like someone's actual photo. Yeah. And then they'll just put Slender Man, like you'll just see something by the trees okay. or something like that. And he tends to smile a lot, but no one can remember if he has any other facial features up to and including eyes. Ah. Yeah. And, and so, he's always very subtle. Like, you have to kind of look through the pictures to find him. Yeah. And he tends to, and, and people, it, it ended up turning into its own thing where people wrote up stories of people meeting the Slender Man. Huh. And uh, uh, some people, according to this, this sort of created lore, are drawn to the Slender Man, whereas others are repelled by him. And, of course, those who are drawn to him never Mm. They don't last very long. And yeah. those who are repelled by him don't tend to last very long either. But those who are drawn to him tend to go and embrace their own doom. Huh. 
And so it's really creepy shit. Yeah, and honestly, if you get a chance on YouTube, if you go check out Marble Hornets, um, it's pretty much a series of whoever was in, uh, whoever was a part of that thread um, on that uh, Something Awful were the ones who created this um, series. And they're really skillfully done. It's very subtle. And it's fucking terrifying. And especially if you, you know, think in terms of those just really creepy, subtle... Uh, paranormal activity Blair Witch Project um, right. type of feel and it's a series of uh, you know video 10 minute YouTubes and then they actually have someone else who created another account and responded to the film sending these weird clues and warnings to right. the person right and it's just it became a phenomenon yeah, and it's, it's one of those viral things but yeah it's not and it's you know it's so not well done or anything like that it's just a really fucking scary. It's Actually, we should it's, post it's, a link it's to it somewhere on pasta, basically. Yeah. So we should post a link to it on our Facebook page. Yeah, unfortunately, it's worth I don't, reading through. Well, um, they should. I'll, I'll go through and look because I don't think you can look at GBS anymore on something awful for free. I think you have to have an account now. But uh, I'm pretty sure it's been uh, <clears throat> in one of the goldmine threads that's talked about on the front page. And when those are, you can read them, but you can't respond to them unless you have an account. That's okay. I, so you should just through, read them, and I'll try to post right, Marble Hornets on right. there because it's worth the watch. It's a it's a very long series of um, and I think he's started ten minute films, and right. it scared the shit out of me. He started quote unquote season two now. I do believe. Oh yeah, I, at least I saw season one, and it scared the fuck out of me. Yeah. I don't know if I can get through season two. Yeah, it's I really it's, don't. It's really upsetting <laughs> shit. And honestly, if you actually go and just Google the Slender Man and look through uh, and look through Google Images, you'll find a lot of the photoshops and drawings. Oh yeah, yeah. Because to the best of my knowledge, the only people who are creating Slender Man uh, stuff are goons. Yeah. So here, let's see what Google. Images but it's picks up. it's pretty much you know spread pretty widespread. There's a lot of people who you know think of it as a real urban legend, and um, it's terrifying. It's terrifying. It's horrible. It's terrifying. In fact, um, I like refuse that. to ever watch Marble Hornets alone ever again. That's something that's... I was in the house all by myself, and I thought, oh, I'm going to start watching these because they look really interesting. Uh-huh. And um, I'm by myself in the house in broad fucking daylight. <laughs> and I was like... Oh, yeah, the Slender Man is... <laughs> the Slender Man is like... <clears throat> You know, I was there as the thread was being created because, as I recall, I think I'm the one I told you to, to go look for it. Yeah, because it one scared me so damn bad. Yeah, see, like he's right there. And so, uh, <clears throat> and, and there's also like added, like you know, the idea of like government cover-ups and stuff like that. And because you can't stop the Slender Man, all you can do is try and negate it. Yeah, and, and so and postpone it. <laughs> well, I think somebody did something where it's like the Slender Man, like anybody who's had access to the Slender Man is is automatically put down and things like that to try and minimize <clears throat> exposure and you know, kind of like what they did in like the later Friday the Thirteenth or uh, Nightmare on Elm Street movies. Uh-huh. Yeah, see, like that one, he's following mm-hmm. a yeah. hiker. Oh, I see. I didn't see the hiker. Right, and so you know, so this is like someone's actual photo, and then they added that in Photoshop. You know, that's some creepy shit. It is. And it's so well done, yeah. too. Yeah, and the stories that people came up with are awesome. Like, some people would be like, oh, you know, my cousin talked about that right before she disappeared. Or or you'd even have people who were like, I saw this thing, but I don't know what it was, and I don't know what to do, and I can't sleep, you know? Mm-hmm. And the interesting thing is, is there's no, like, one def- definite um, template 
So you can sort of interpret it any way you want to, essentially. Yeah. So, but yeah, it was it, a, yeah. It was really <laughs> cool seeing it happen, though, because... It was very organic the way it was created. Yeah, it really was. And so it was like somebody did one thing and everybody was like, oh my god, that's so cool. And so they, they caught on to it more and more. And, you know, they add all kinds of, like, weird stuff, like, you know, the Slender Man victims. It's, it's like there's no blood found anywhere. and There's surgical, you know, stuff. Or the organs are all removed, but they're put in baggies and then put back into the cavity. You know, weird shit mm-hmm. like that. Just really weird, upsetting. It's, it's, it's the same shit that when you listen to an urban legend... When you listen to it, you know, when you first hear it, you're like, oh, my God, that's terrifying. But if you actually stop and take it apart, you'd be like, what? <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> you know, it's, it's really, yeah, it's it's really well uh, done. And honestly, us sitting here talking about it right now is already kind of freaking me out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> to be perfectly honest, I'm sitting here like, I'm looking over my shoulder. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Slender Man is some creepy shit. There was another story that someone came up with on Something Awful that never... It didn't catch on the same way Slender Man did, but it was called The Rake. And uh-huh. it was another one of those, if it's seen you, you're dead, you know? <clears throat> that somebody came up with as the story, and yeah. It's, it's like a garden rake? Or? It's called The Rake, but it was this creature that once it caught... Once you caught its attention, there was nothing you could do to get away. And it, it tended to destroy, you know, the lives of anyone who touched it, basically. So it's like Duon, kind of. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. Except the rake is much more aggressive and bloodthirsty. Huh. <laughs> Slender Man says, go to sleep, Dylan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm looking up the, the stuff right now. But fuck job. So, um, actually, yeah, I'll try to find... I will just Marble Hornets on the Facebook and then yeah. just be like, listen to our episode and you'll find more out of the Slender Man. But um, it's a really... It's just fun to kind of look through and if you wanted just a good scare... Right. You know, if you just want to scare yourself do... by reading creepy shit on the internet, that's a good way to get started. We're just going <laughs> to have to do an entire episode of Urban Legends, I think. Oh, we really should do, um, especially, like, viral stuff right. like that. Right, and like, we could, we could definitely touch the on King, the Slender Man. And Ted the Caver. And, right, uh, and the, uh, uh, the Dionysus. Oh, Dion- the Dionysus House. or Yeah, Diana House and, and yeah. all of that stuff. So Yeah, we need to do a whole episode on that because I can talk for hours oh, about that shit. Same thing. And, you know, the, when you think about it, the internet is really fascinating because it has become sort of a whole new purview for yeah. urban legends. You know, whereas before it would be like, oh, you know, my friend's cousin is in New York City and this happened and now there's the internet and it can be anywhere from anyone. Yeah. And that really feeds into a lot of, you know, the whole yeah, urban legend spreading it. And it right. just, you know, and obviously it's not a real urban legend. Now it is. But at right. the time it was something that was just being created it's organically. Well, and, yeah, and at the time it was just something that was, created, it was just created for a thread. But there are so many people on the Something Awful forms. Is that it? Okay, I couldn't tell. I can't tell either. And I wish the, yeah, I think you're right. I wish the picture got a little bigger. But, um. You know, at the time it was just being created. Oh, creepy! <laughs> Somebody posted the uh, the gentleman from the episode of Buffy the the, the Vampire Slayer. Oh called yes, Hush. I saw that. Yeah, that's actually. Yeah, <laughs> I know that. Yeah, that's, pretty much is. Yeah, that's quite Except, fitting. I think it's secret <laughs> when you can't see its face. <laughs> oh yeah, I totally agree. But at the same time, in terms of people uh, who may be related, that's definitely. Oh yeah, I, I liked that one too. There's yeah, a, it's, this it's is based really on a, a um, oh, what's his name, Belsinski painting. Oh. Yeah, I just do 
dude, just do a Google search on it, right. and you'll find some of the coolest shit. Right. <laughs> yeah, we should definitely do that. We could do, like, a, a Snopes tie-in, and... Uh, yeah, we'll do that soon. Yeah, I think that would be... You won't have to watch a movie and worry about... Recording. Okay, sorry, everybody. My motherfucking Skype, or uh, I, GarageBand turned itself off I again. think GarageBand freaked out because you actually found Slenderman porn. Well, it broke my brain. <laughs> yeah. So I think it broke Garage Band's brain, too. You know what offends me the most about the Slenderman <laughs> porn? It's the fact that not only is there Slenderman porn, but Slenderman was catching. <laughs> Slenderman Slenderman's not a catcher. Shouldn't he be a pitcher? He would be a pitcher. If he had sex, which he doesn't, because he's the fucking Slenderman. Genitals. I don't know what he has. I'm not getting close enough to that. I don't look. even think he has legs. No, he has legs, because he wears a black suit. Doesn't mean he wears legs. Yes, it does. <laughs> well, it could be a suit from the neck up and then just tendrils from the you know waist down. No, he has legs. All right, fine. He has legs. You're wrong. He just anyway. has more than two. Anyway, watch Marble Hornets. It's fucking scary as yes, hell. Yes, it is. I will post a link for it on the Facebook page. Check it out. Awesome, Scare the crap awesome. out of me. I even told that great story about hearing the num- you know drumming of the fingers on the right. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! It didn't come. Through. We were talking for what fifteen minutes after it turned yeah, off. Yeah, probably. I knew God I shouldn't it. have put my browser up, but I did. Uh, damn, damn you! It. Damn you, browser. Lesson learned. Anyway, yeah, lesson learned. Uh, I'm don't turn your back on GarageBand. <laughs> yes, read the letters again, and then we'll make fun hey. of Metal Mikey again. Yeah. So we got two um, letters: um, one from Metal Mikey and one from the Wolfman. So I'm going to read Metal Mikey's first. The subject is burnt burbs. And it says, Dear Sins and Stace, before I talk about my many varied subjects for episode 10 of Creepy Kitch, I wanted to touch on two subjects. Number one, Sins, I will gladly make an exception for you being one of the rare examples of a woman being lovely without glasses. This will probably earn me and your husband's penis on my shoulder. (laughs) Yes, yes it will. Yes, it will. Thank you. Thank you for thinking I'm pretty. God forbid that we don't remind her every day. God forbid you don't think I'm pretty. I'm a princess. (laughs) Fuck you. So, number two, thanks so much, Editor Lou, for stepping up to the plate and putting CK together. There yes, yes, thank, thank you, Editor you, Lou. Lou. You Editor are... Lou, I think we should just call him that yes. from now on. Or Editor E-L. Lou. We'll call him E.L. Fudge. Cause those E.L. Are fudge. Pictures. Thank you, E.L. Fudge. <laughs> we're, we're, we're down with the fudge. All right, now on topic for the most part. I would dare say that if anyone challenged you to a dildo dude, be you gay or straight, you have to defend your honor and strike back. Unless it's an adult toy store, whereas friends of mine told me you can get kicked out and barred from said store for staging dildo sword fights. I, I, think, I have no idea what yeah, you're talking about. I don't know what caused that, but tell your friends they got to write in and tell us that story. Yes, please. <laughs> Let us know, because I want to know. I, I don't know. even talk about dildo fights. Now i got to like go back and listen to that episode. I don't either, but again, it's not like we're above it. No, it's not. I'm sure we said it. I just don't remember saying it. <laughs> <laughs> We're just right. lacking context. Two, Stace, your love for Oliver Reed rivals that of Brian from the Hammockus podcast. Yeah, but I don't know if Brian from Hammockus podcast wanted to put parts of Oliver Reed in his mouth. But, hey, you, never know. you know, maybe he does. It's the 21st century. We can love everyone. <laughs> I bet if old Olive were alive, he'd be more flattered from the increased attention he's getting from our generation. Oh, probably. Or he'd be drunk off his ass, one or the other, I'm, I'm guessing. I'm that one. Sins, you mean to tell me there are a group of roving women that are so socially loose they'll slob on any random guy's knob? No, just in, <laughs> in San Diego at the moment. Apparently, uh, as you know, whenever my husband's not watching, I just need to go suck some dicks, That's apparently. Right. <laughs> That's why he doesn't let you off I, that I, chain. Yeah, he doesn't let me out of the kitchen. That's, yeah, I was going to say, he, he keeps you in the kitchen where you belong. 
I'm on my 24th baby. And, um, <laughs> like, the toilets right now as we speak. <laughs> they just, just sort of... They just sort of fall out at this point. <laughs> well, I am Catholic. <laughs> you both were talking about how no one is truly that special snowflake. But if I, what if I were that special yellow snowflake in the grand scheme of things? Well, I'd be sure not to eat you. Oh, now he's going to be sad. I'm not eating yellow snow. I don't care if it's a friend or not. Oh, metal well, must have standards. You shouldn't have said that now. You'll never get eaten by Stacey. And that is my standard. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, but I would have been really angry if I put you in my mouth and then found out you were yellow snow. <laughs> All right, so both long podcast lovers. Eh, well, yeah, we are. Aside from the obvious phallic commentary I could add to that, I guess it's a good thing I've become more rambling in, on my own show and I've gotten my, some of my own audio issues worked out. Action Attraction has been getting hella long these days. And um, actually, it's been hella long in between episodes, too. I'm going to yeah, point that out. Yeah, you, you want to get on that there, dude? Get cracking, boy. We will Seriously. bring out a whip. I have a writing crop. He might crop. like that. And then and it'll, it, like, purposely. No, work. I hit myself with that writing crop, and it hurt. <laughs> By the way, Colleen said she liked the writing crop uh, story. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. When I whacked myself in the ass with it. Yes. And walked funny for the rest of the day. I have yet to see burnt offerings, but I have, I had to say my piece about Karen Black. She is a fine actress, and I totally agree with you, um, with both your stances on her appearance. But I can't help but think a younger Karen Black kind of resembles a current Mickey Rourke at times. (laughs) They both have Muppetish features. (laughs) Yeah, but I do Mickey Rourke, and God love Karen Black. She's not getting in my bed anytime Uh, soon. Okay, I have to ask, is Karen Black, is she the one that was on that sci-fi show and Gus really liked her? No, 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 that was Claudia Black. Claudia Black. Claudia okay. Black is the Australian chick with an Adam's apple. Right, right, right. No, uh, Karen Black was a, she's a, she was a big name actress, especially in the 70s. She's more cult st- uh, status now. Okay. I can't think of a movie you'd have seen her she, in off well, the top of my head. you probably have never seen Trilogy of you Terror. You didn't see Trilogy with a Zuni fetish doll. She's no. in that. You'd recognize her if you saw her. Okay. She has a very distinctive she's been, like, look. like Airport 79 or 76 right, or whatever. She, had to, she was the stewardess who had to land the plane. And Oh, I heard about it, but I never yeah, saw it. Yeah, I got her and Karen Allen confused for a lot of the chicken oh, and Marion. Yeah, yeah. But no, Karen Black is, is someone else. She's very pretty, but she has one eye that does its own business and refuses to look at you <laughs> oh. no matter where she's looking. <laughs> she's got one eye that's all like, nope. Fuck not, you, not no. a thing. Do nope, it. sorry. It's like one eye is pissed at you and refuses to make contact. <laughs> Everyone's looking slightly yeah, to the left. Yeah, exactly. Like straight at you. Except I'm pretty sure neither of hers are uh, glass, unlike Sandy. Okay, hang on. I'm going to... She is a little Muppetish, so yeah. All right. The Burbs. I've only seen this a handful of times in my v- heyday. I should revisit it, but I am uh, cautious about doing so. Not because I'm worried it will be lesser in my more mature eyes, but I just don't revisit intran- um, in, ah, I can't even speak. Intentional. intentional comedies. I figure I get a good laugh out of it a handful of times. After that, it's a bit of a chore to watch with some amusement. But maybe this film will be different considering the years-long divide. I'm not kidding when I She's guess it may be 15 to 20 years since I last saw She's it. A- I say revisit it. It's a good movie. Yeah. You'll be pleasantly surprised. Yeah, The Burbs is awesome. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Anyway, my foul-mouthed maidens of the podcasting world, and I really like that, and if we ever do an ad, we need to put that as our catch line. (laughs) I think so, too. I I I like this. Foul-mouthed maidens of the podcasting world. Thank you, Mel Mikey. Those are my rambling thoughts, and hopefully this process 
prospect of your getting voicemail to work bears much fruit because I probably call in request. That's right. Any dumbass thing you ladies want me to say in my apparently cute Midwestern accent, it shall be done. I'm sorry, but that accent is the cutest accent it in the world. It is. Hell, all in good fun. Take it easy, and I shall talk to you both later. Sincerely, Metal Mikey. Uh, we and love I- you, Metal Mikey. I know, I, I, I should have, you know what, I really should have went back and read that with the accent. You should have. Hey, <laughs> hey there, girls of Creepy Kitsch, this is Metal Mikey. Yeah, before I talk about my many varied subjects on the episode 10 of the <laughs> He's from Minnesota. I didn't want to touch on two subjects. You should, uh, you should have him say something like, the, the prowler needs a jump loo or something. Yeah, I <laughs> Something with a lot of TH sounds, because he makes the, he does the D instead okay. of the TH. <laughs> Theophilus Dissel the Thistle yeah. Sifter would be Theophilus Dissel the Dissel Difter. I would say the rain in Spain falls mainly on the plane. Yes, it would be beautiful. He'd be like, well, be awesome. it's, it's raining over there in Spain. <laughs> it's falling on that plane over there. Over there. <laughs> we love you, Metal Mikey. We love you, Metal Mikey. <laughs> I don't know you, and... Please forgive me for making fun of you slightly, but yeah. he they encouraged it. me. They totally told me to do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I twisted her arm, hit her upside I think the head. He likes it. I really do. I, I think do he too. really likes the abuse. <laughs> I think he does too. I think that's the only reason most guys listen to this podcast. Yeah, I think they so like too. Abuse. They've got a little bit of an abuse fetish. <laughs> They're like, no, really, make fun of my voice, make fun of it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that line from uh, or that that verse from Freaking at the Freakers Ball. The the masochists and sadists are dancing too. You hit me and I'll whip you. <laughs> yes. Yes. All I right, think... so we got a second uh, email from the Wolfman, who we haven't heard from in a while. No. So um, it's cool to um, Glad get to know you're still kicking, dude. And eventually I need to contact you, Wolfman, about our paranormal activity episode, which yes. we still have planned. We just haven't gotten it to yet, but we do want you to come guest us. Yes, with us yes, now. yes. So, anyway, I just picked up the Hammer Horror Series today at my local borders. It happens to be my local closing borders, so large sales abound. In flipping through the films inside, I tripped over The Curse of the Werewolf. Hammer's retelling of the Wolfman story features Leon, who loves by day and kills by night. See, I think Oliver Reed did the reverse. I think he killed by day and loved by night. (laughs) And Leon is played by none other than Oliver Reed. Yeah, like I said before, he's like three-fourths werewolf anyway, so yes. I don't think this is much of a jump for him. Probably not. I, I, he's hairy. <laughs> he's Thought you girls beautiful. might appreciate a film featuring his thuggishness wolfing down the local bodice-clad lovelies. Sounds good to me. Where's my winky corset? <laughs> yeah, you put a winky smiley face in there. Yum, yum. Uh, of course, you probably already know about it, and I just bored you or reminded you of somewhere to go watch Reed at work. Either way, hope you enjoy the film. Howlingly yours, The Wolfman. But like I said before... I never heard of it, so now I no. want to check it out. Yeah, definitely. We will bring it up probably at our next um, I Love Oliver Reed fan club yes. uh, episode. Look, the dude was hot. Full stop, period. Hey. Yeah, well, so actually, I'm sure he's done other horror films, so oh, uh, I know we'll put that one and we'll find another one and we'll yes. do an episode on him. Well, I mean, he's like Vincent Price. He's, he's too well-known in the horror community to pick just one. And he's burly. Yes. Yes, You know what is. I bet? I bet burly he totally British. put the Victorian jacket in that movie. Yes, probably fitted with the stock and the, the starch collar. Yeah. This may do it for me. <laughs> That's it. Cindy Pops. <laughs> Aw, yeah. So those are our two emails. Hi, babies. 
Well, <laughs> thank you guys. We really appreciate hearing from yes, you. Yes, thank you for emailing. We love getting emails. We love it, love it, love it. Oh, and before I forget, I mentioned this on episode 11, but I'm going to mention it one more time. Colleen, who is the one in charge of Wingline Creations, is giving a discount on her Etsy store to Creepy Kitsch listeners. And if you go to her Etsy shop, which is Wingline Creations, that's W-Y-N-G-D-L-Y-O-N Creations, just, just search for that on Etsy. It'll bring her right up. And if you type in Creepy Kitsch, all capital letters, it's good for 10% off, uh, one use per customer. Awesome. So which if you want really some of her about. awesome, creepy stuff, check out her site and you get 10% off if you use Creepy Kitsch. Well, I noticed, too, she does a lot of, like, uh, wedding stuff. Like, she's got a lot of ring bearers uh, pillows and yes. stuff like that so yeah. definitely give her a look around it's definitely worth checking out she does some really co- cool stuff she's actually if anyone's listening to this from southern california uh she's going to be at the san diego uh steampunk convention this may oh, as we like creations uh gaslight gathering which i'm going to be at too i'm going to be belly dancing at believe it or not awesome <laughs> i know i'm kind of scared about that uh so definitely um check it out yeah it's awesome yeah I've cool. looked through many times. It's great stuff. It's awesome. It's cool. It's awesome. It's cool. Um, so, yeah, go buy some of her stuff. She's awesome. Um, and if you want to contact us, you can. Uh, you can email us at creepykitchgals at gmail.com. Yes. Or our blog. Uh, go ahead. Or our blog, which is uh, creepykitch.blogspot.com. Kitch is spelled wrong. Kitch to rhyme with bitch. I'm not going to say this again. I'm No, we will. We always do. <laughs> yeah, well, today I'm not going to say it again. Okay, well, I'll say it again. Kitch is spell- misspelled intentionally. Yes, so don't tell us our spelling We're not sucks. retarded. We'll cut you. We will cut you and, so um, bad. You can also find Verbally. us on Facebook, too. Um, so just search Creepy Kitch. We have a Facebook page, and we're also on Twitter. Yep. Uh, under so, 11 um, underscore yeah. witch for me. Yeah, and I'm since Angel 42. I'm not sure if Bevan's on Twitter or wants you to follow her, so don't look for her. <laughs> no, she's a freakish Luddite. This this whole Twitter <laughs> phenomenon frightens her. I, I just barely got into Facebook, like, last year, she's, the year before. She's still so. using semaphore flags. Don't go looking flags. for Bevan. <laughs> she's still using semaphore flags instead of email. <laughs> don't go looking for her. Bitch will cut you. Yep, bitch will cut you, verbally. <laughs> then you'll cry. <laughs> and feel bad about yourself for a while. So... Um, I hope you enjoyed our very impromptu, very, um, very impromptu. So we'll, we'll do, uh, the, the, let the right one in slash, uh, let me in compare and contrast for our next episode, episode, yeah. dun, 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 13. <laughs> it seems appropriate we're doing vampire movies for episode 13. It really no, is. it'd probably be more appropriate if we did Friday the 13th movies, no, but I don't that's really too give a shit about those. Predictable. <laughs> too boring and predictable. I think they're fucking hilarious when they're on AMC, and I own one of them. I only watch them on AMC. I don't yeah, own any of them. I, I, well, I bought Friday the 13th. <laughs> I bought, bought part three because they finally released it in 3D, and it was terrible 3D. They gave me a headache, uh-huh. so I just took the... And I discovered that I can't paint my nails with 3D glasses on. <laughs> Because I can't tell if the paint's going on right, so I just switched over to the non-3D and watched the rest of the movie. <laughs> and painted my nails, so. Nice. Oh, Jesus. So, yeah. this. Yeah. 
<laughs> 3D glasses play hell with your color perception, and that's a bummer when you're trying to paint your nails. Yes. Uh, Bevan, is there anything? Did you want to talk about your blog or anything you before we go? Anything? Uh, I have a blog, but I am usually too busy writing papers for school to actually update it, <laughs> and uh, nobody else ever <laughs> seems interested in writing anything for it, so it just kind of sits there, and I feel really bad. But um, <laughs> it's not like you're charging anybody. <laughs> well, no, I know, but it's I feel like I'm neglecting the poor thing, and it anyway. will wither and die. You I, should uh, see, uh, like we haven't been neglecting ours. <laughs> I know. I know. However, I did just discover I got into grad school, so. Yay! With so one good thing went on. Yeah, one. I'm Better sure, than nothing. I'm sure tomorrow cut, I'll be in a horrible cut your accident here. and lose one of my feet or something like that, so. Cut your losses, man. Yeah. She is getting into grad school, so um, if anyone's in her area, get her fucking drunk. Yeah, that'd be nice. <laughs> Buy her a drink. Send her a virtual drink on Facebook, something, no, something. Don't send me a shitty virtual drink. Buy me a okay. drink. Send her something else. Stacy likes tequila. Her. Yeah, send her tequila. Tequila. We need to get a PO box so people can. <laughs> I like Patron. We like to call it podcasting juice. Actually, yes, that's our our lubrication to help the show go yes. smoothly. Podcasting juice. I had a very large rum and coke before I started podcasting that's, tonight. Anyway, of course so there you, you did. Go. That's because you're drunk all the time. Yes, all the time, even at work. That's okay. I was drunk last I'm night. I'm drunk now. I'm drunk in my sleep. I'm drunk all the time. <laughs> I got drunk at Red Lobster last night, so. Yeah. <clears throat> and a good I time was had. I got pretty tipsy this Friday because we had Parisian night, and uh, we had a lot of wine, me and my friend Ty, and and uh, then we had to wake up at 5 in the morning for an SCA event to get yeah, there up in Orange County, and right. I'm pretty sure I woke up drunk. Yeah, that actually, <laughs> that happened to me for a wedding I was in. My friend, when my friend Kari and Eric, my friends Kari and Eric got wet, uh, married, the bachelorette party ran way motherfucking late. Oh, right. I left early. Yeah. And yeah. you weren't feeling well or something. Yeah. And uh, I was so drunk when I got home. And I couldn't go to sleep. I couldn't go to sleep. And I laid there for three hours, staring up at the ceiling, angry and drunk. <laughs> and finally, I went to sleep, but I only slept for like two hours. And I woke up, and I was still drunk. Was that the same night that you had to come by my place? Yes. Living with my dad. Yes, because I had left my keys in your car. I couldn't get into my my apartment. Well, I was old enough to drink, and I don't know why, but I felt like I had to act like I wasn't drunk in front of him. Yeah, my my dad has that effect on people. And uh, and that was the same night that I goosed Aaron, and he thought it was Mike. (laughs) We were... A friend of ours had, had remained sober. He was the DD. I was drunk. Aaron was drunk. Mike was drunk. They were both guys. And we were all jammed in the back seat. I don't remember who was sitting up in the front. And it, I was on one side. Mike was in the middle. And Aaron was on the far side. And I was trying to find my seatbelt. And it was an old uh, Subaru wagon. And so, you know, the seatbelts, they kind of roamed the car. And so I'm groping yeah. around, and I groped under Mike and apologized, and I'm fishing around, and I accidentally grabbed Aaron's ass, and he thought it was Mike sitting next to me. And Aaron's oh, got a bit of a, he had a bit of a homophobic streak. And he jumped up and grabbed the oh shit bar and went, Christ, Mike, watch where you're grabbing! <laughs> At which point in time, I probably laughed so hard I drooled on myself. That's kind of awesome. Yeah, so. And then. That almost reminds me of when I was, oh, go ahead, sorry. Well, and then I, I staggered up to the door and tried to pretend like I wasn't drunk and asked for my keys so I could actually get into my apartment. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I remember no visiting my, my father in law. 
who um, sounds exactly like my husband when they speak. Uh-huh. In fact, I, it was getting hard for me. If I was in the bathroom and someone called to me through a door, I couldn't figure out if it was my father-in-law or my husband because uh-huh. um, they sound that much alike. So I'm um, well, did, in the kitchen. What? Didn't you guys say that Max is like, he's like the, the younger clone? He's the youngest clone. Brothers. He's got two half-brothers and him. And they, my husband's, like, the youngest clone. All of them look a fucking, like, they're sitting right. at a table. It looks like just, like, pieces of this old man butted off. <laughs> and just, through symbi- symbiosis, just created themselves one by one. Right. That's how much they look alike. It's terrifying. If we had a kid, it's going to look like his father. Right. I, there is no denying this. His genes are much stronger than mine. <laughs> I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> So we were at um, at his house, and um, I was in the kitchen, and I was washing some dishes at his sink, and I had my back to the hallway, and my husband walked up, and walked up behind me, and put both hands on his my like my butt, and said something like, "Hey, that's really nice," but he sounded like his dad. Oh, God. <laughs> I freaked out. I went pale, and I just went like a stock still. I'm like Fred. <laughs> <laughs> two and a half hours we can probably yeah. see the cork in it so i hope you enjoyed our impromptu oh my god what the fuck episode. <laughs> yeah, what are we gonna do shit episode <laughs> we should just call it impromptu japanese episode yeah pretty much <laughs> well yeah it was our emergency japanese grieving episode there you go so i'm afraid to call it that though during the shit and i seriously do think we should do a um a uh, relief effort somehow. So I think so uh, too. I like the idea of the Sumiade middle finger that says "fuck your anime." Yeah, I, I really <laughs> think we should do that. So if you could work on that, or I'll work on sure. that. We'll make prints available. And I got a long ass drive coming you... up. So what was that? I said I got a long ass drive ahead of me. So yeah, well, she'll do one, and I'll do one, and we'll offer them up um, as prints. Uh, when this episode finally airs, um, right. you can probably we'll find a way. You can send us PayPal money or something, and we promise all 100 of the proceeds that we'll you give us for the will go to first um, to pretty much the uh, relief for the tsunami. Right. Um. So we'll get. We'll, we'll just let you know. Right. We'll figure <laughs> it out, and we'll post a more detailed thing on the blog. So yes. So we'll be discussing it, and then we'll we'll po- both post it on the blog, and we'll probably post it on our Facebook page yep. too. So, all right. All right. Well, we love you guys. Thanks for listening, and we will catch you on episode 13. Say goodbye, Bevan. Goodbye, Bevan. Say goodbye, Cindy. Goodbye, Tiffany. And I say, fuck you all. Good night. <laughs>